listen to the brand new season of the Voice of Survival podcast every other Friday right here on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Following, following the following the journey into comics 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 network 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 production production heritage What is up, everybody? Dick here. This is Podcastrophy, episode 74. I'm your host. And uh, my co-host, Matt, is here. What's up? Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, and we have this other guy over here. I don't know if I should call him Tyler. I killed Tyler and took over his space. But something's different about him. I'm it's just, it's uh, weird taking over his life i'm uncomfortable i'm like the anti tyler you are except i'm the body type is identical like you would think that i would be like super fit maybe a little bit taller i would be uncomfortable yeah i'd still be uncomfortable because that's not the tyler hair, i know blonde hair instead <laughs> it's like fred from the from scooby-doo my hair just always looks fantastic i'm wearing an ascot God damn it, Freddie Prince Jr. Yes, We're, essentially I would be Freddie Prince Jr. That's funny you mentioned that because that ties into a topic we're probably going to talk about today. We started the topic. So I did a thing on Sunday. You did. And let me preface this with you texting me earlier today saying you have a surprise for me. And you said, I'm going to shit my pants. And I said, oh, he goes, or you go, you're probably going to throw up. <laughs> And I was like, did Tiffany have offspring? <laughs> no, no, it's not DEFCON 5. We're just at DEFCON 3. You said, just wait. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. I can't wait. I walked in your house, and you and Miranda were both, like, like legitimately afraid. Like a serial killer. Like, you had just invited a vampire into your home. I wouldn't. And then you realized the mistake that you'd made. I, like. <sighs> I wouldn't say afraid. You looked afraid. I was offended. <laughs> they were watching those Ted Bundy files. I, yeah. I want to start watch them, and watching those. And they just saw that, and they are just like, dude, this is where it begins. This is when he starts. Yeah. I want to Ted start Bundy watching those. Ted Bundy copycat. Those. I've been watching you. Punisher speaking, instead. Speaking of Ted Bundy, there's, I have this meme that says, we all know who should be playing Ted Bundy. I saw that the other yep. day. You might have been the one that shared it. No, it was Caleb Bovebarger. It's Dennis from Always <laughs> Sunny. Uh, David McMel... Is it David? David McElhenney? I can't ever remember that Some guy's name. McElhenney. I always just say the Always Sunny guy. Yeah, yep. it's, it's Dennis, <laughs> who is but, a fucking sociopath. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I shaved my face. My daughter was taking a bath. And uh, I, I went to the same bathroom, and I shaved my face, and I turned around to surprise her. Because, you know, you always see the videos, like, on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or whatever, where it's, like, 
children who have never seen their parents, their dad without facial hair, and then they're fucking terrified. That's the rest of us. Sure. <coughs> Conga line. Get some, get some juicy nuggets. But uh, I turned around and I, I, you know, I called her name and she looked at me and just said, oh, hi, daddy. Like, just wasn't phased by it at all. That's disappointing. Well, I mean, a little bit. It's kind of like my sister, my sister's cat. We tried to scare it with a cucumber. Didn't fucking care at yeah, all. Well, I tried that with uh, my in-law's cat, and it didn't do shit. Just didn't give it a just shit. just looked at this thing like, what the fuck are you doing? Why Why? Why do you have this in my presence? Why'd you put this big-ass pickle <laughs> on the floor? That's what the cat looked like. <laughs> what's, this, what's this large pickle doing here? Oh, man. But, uh... We started, we started the the kind of Matt's uh, couch time today by me asking him if he felt. How, how did I phrase it? Do you think you are more handsome? Am I more handsome now than I was before? And I replied with, "I think it depends on what your definition of handsome. For me personally, I like the beard, but I feel like that's just more you." Because you give off more of the rugged kind of vibe. You were kind of an outdoorsman. Yep. Whereas me, if I had a chin, I would be much better off to not have a beard. I'm like a... Because I give that pretty boy, pretty boy vibe. Yes. I mean, you are Dapper Dan himself. I am Dapper Dan, damn it. Um, I'm kind of like a... You're Dapper like, Dan because you're a Dapper Man. Thanks, man. Just picture this. The wilderness of Sweden. <laughs> Go on. I just picture mountain goats. <laughs> just a fucking mountain goat okay. with someone yodeling and you got that big ass horn. <laughs> Up in the, the mountain ranges, the Swiss Alps. Yes. There's a nice log cabin. Yes. The camera pans in on this log cabin. It, it's just a picturesque view. Fucking mountain range in the background. Perfectly done cabin. I really hate that I have to keep staring at your face right now while you talk to me. Looks but like I'm looks up like with a it. cabin about the size for a family of three, where it's all just one room, kitchen, bedroom, living room, dining room. It's all just one space. Child watches uh, terrifyingly in the corner. Mom and dad getting it on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. <laughs> Occasionally Sunday, even though it's the Lord's Day. Um, Tyler just looks at him and says, "Boy." <laughs> the Cameron, the Cameron, the Cameron, boy. the camera continues. Yeah, Cameron's the boy. The ca- yes, the camera continues to pan in, and the door creaks open, and the camera focuses in on a fat lumberjack. It's me. That's you. My wife, seven one. All testosterone. And some beaver tranquilizers. Yes. She's really the lumberjack. I just fill the role when I go into town. I was about to say, did you marry Paul Bunyan or something? Because who lets their women out of the house? Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> so. The name's Chaw. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Can you please cosplay as Chaw during uh, LoffyCon? I really want to. I think you can but have if I it grow, But if I grow the beard back, which I'm doing... Um, like, the moment I shaved it all, like... So, I, I went through the stages that every man does when he goes to, like, excessively trim his beard. Like, I shaved a lot of it off, and then I had, like, big, dumb, like, mutton chops with my beard. 
So I looked like uh, like a Fallout Three character, and then and then I started like tackling the goatee, and I made myself look like uh, like a French revolutionary, and then I did the handlebars, like I I just went through this full montage of how would I look this way? The evolution of facial hair. How, how would I look this way? Oh God, I should never look that way, and then and then. At that point, I was where I'm at right now. So, so you've you've experimented with your beard. Oh, a lot I always do. The last twelve months, and I'm sure you got to this stage also where, like, because of your job, you have to look down excessively, and like when you get home, like your stubble has like fucking eviscerated your neck. Like, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking you about. You have no idea what I'm talking about? You apparently about. have a really weak neck. No, 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 no. It's just... Well, it's <laughs> really ne- weak neck skin. It's the neck skins. The skins. He needs lotions. I need lotions. <laughs> but, uh... Your skin's yeah, pathetic. My, my, well, my, or my stubble is just extremely sharp. I mean, I have razor blades on my neck. There's one of two things. Either he's a bitch or a real man. Yes. <laughs> well, there's no in-between. My, my facial hair is made from adamantium and shark skin. <laughs> Dragon scales. <laughs> it's really Daedric. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's Daedric stubble. Yes. Uh. So yeah, I'm I'm quickly uh, I'm quickly awaiting the time where my you chose. Sorry to interrupt, but you chose the fucking worst time to I shave your face. I was gonna say that, man. Like as the as the polar vortex descends okay. upon the Midwest. So I, I did I did this purposely because I'm a bigger fella. As long as you've known me, I've compared or I've complained about being cold all the time. I Your head looks cold. tremendously smaller. What? Your head looks tremendously smaller. Extre- so, so it, it puts it in perspective now how small my head is. My head is not proportionate to the rest of my body at all. <laughs> Normally, it's the other way. You have people like Cameron who have like a slightly large frame, but they have an enormous fucking head. I'm a fat dude that's not very tall with a really small head. So yeah, I'm like are. that. I'm like that character in Beetlejuice when he's sitting in the lobby <laughs> and he's looking around, and the guy turns and he's got the shrunken bro, head. Bro, you're like the fucking Goombas yes. in the Super Mario Brothers yes. movie. Yeah, I look like a Goomba. Sorry to reference that. No, that's fine. Sorry to make you part of that reference. I liked the movie. Okay? I did too when I was like four. The only part that I didn't five. like was Koopa because Koopa was cool. Yeah, he Koopa and Yoshi. Yoshi was weird in that movie. He was a fucking velociraptor. He was a straight-up dinosaur. Yes. Which was pretty cool. Which was... Like, I think when, when they did the, the 97 or 98 Godzilla, like, that's where they got their... Their, um, their, Yoshi. their inspiration Their inspiration from, from Yoshi. Dude, I dig that Godzilla. I do, too. He's I a think, sweet... I think it's a sweet design. We all like it. Like It's, it's a it's, sweet design. It's fucking... Godzilla uh, hardcoreists... Hate it. Hate it. Hate that movie at See, least. I'm they hate the Godzilla hardcoreist. The one that's coming out in May, I actually think looks pretty dumb. Just because I think he looks like a, he looks like an overweight T Rex, man. <laughs> yeah, which is kinda what Godzilla was always supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. You know? You know what you know, okay. Jennifer, uh I see you're over there watching us. Uh please uh leave some uh beardless Tyler hate. In the comments, please. I I need you. I I have I have not been without facial hair for a decade. 
It has been a decade since this. I phase. go at least once a year. This 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 face has not been without at least thirty percent air coverage in a decade. Once a year, I'll have I'll be clean shaven for about a month. I've only had it. I've only Same. had a I've only ever had a mustache for the last year because I was very anti mustache because I hated the way it felt. But now now like. Like, once it gets to a point, I just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Once mine grows in thicker and I don't have this weird-ass patch, I'm going to Ron Swans. That's totally okay. I'm very okay with that. Yeah. Especially with your dapper, dapper totally outfit. Totally fits. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's that's my plan with my facial hair. Normally, though, like Mike Blaine, I'll have about a month where I don't have <laughs> facial hair. Let it air out because I get really dry skin under. Yes. Well, and that's that's what that's the argument that Blaine and I have pretty much made since since I've known him. Like he said, he does he does the facial hair purge about once a year, and got to burn the brush. People shit on him. Like, why would you do that? That's so dumb. Like, like a beard is this precious fucking commodity. Like, it just happens. Some people can grow it. Some people can't. If you can't, just accept that you can't. If you can grow one fucking overnight, like, cool. Like, I don't understand why people fixate it on fixate on it so much. It's like yeah. the, it's like the, the flannel-wearing, slicked-back haircut, skinny jeans with the, like, dress shoes slash, like, weird pointy-toed boots. The lumbersexuals. The lumbersexual hipster people. Like, they elevated the status of having a beard yeah. as something god-tier. Like, so, like, like, no, it just happens because I have, like, your hair and your, all the I hair on your body, <laughs> all the hair on your body is dead. Like, other than what's inside the root, it's all dead matter. Yeah. You, you basic, you're basically a tree covered in dead leaves. I like to think it as, like, wearing my, wearing a trophy of corpses yeah like, that's that's totally okay but like that's all it's all dead hair the hair is dead so it's like it's really just trophies just hanging off but, my face but you put it very well when you said you got to burn the brush because what happens a lot of times like after a wildfire disaster the forest that overtakes the dead portion grows beautifully is like way better way more healthy you know on and on and on and everybody, I scared everybody at work too because they didn't expect this. And they all said the same thing that that people that I used to work with with you said to you, like, "Why would you fucking do that? I've gotta give the skin some air. Yeah, like, it needs some fucking air." Once a year, I'll I'll start I'll start by doing some funky stuff with it. I'll do the mutton the mutton stash, mm-hmm. the friendly chops, if you will, the admiral, as I like to call it. Uh, I'll do that for about a month. Maybe do a mustache for a week, some form of mustache, and then I'll just get get rid of it all. And it's it the whole purpose is to shave it off for a little bit, get like and then regrow it. Mm-hmm. So it's all even, and then I can shape it from there. Yeah, but what I was saying was is I I was highlighting how much I hate the cold, especially going into this polar vortex. Negative fifty. We're gonna hit negative fifty tomorrow with wind chill. Yesterday yeah. for well. This is okay. Anyone that thinks that wind chill does not affect inanimate objects is an idiot, because it does. Oh yeah, it one hundred percent does. Wind chill affects everything the same as actual temperature does. So negative fifty wind chill is identical to negative fifty below zero. 
I told that to my wife. I was like, when they say negative 50, like negative 40, negative 50 wind chill, to me that just says it's negative 50. It is negative 50. Not this whole, oh, well, the real feel. No, it's negative 50 degrees. Yes. The air that is contacting your skin is Uh. negative 50. Chemically, industrial strength hydrochloric acid freezes in a range of negative 40 on. I froze a hydrochloric acid rail car solid in 2014. How did that happen? It had to be at least negative 40. The actual temperature was not negative 40. Had to be there. Otherwise, it cannot freeze chemically. So anyway, um, knowing this polar vortex was approaching, over the last few weeks, as it's progressively gotten colder, I've been trying to uh, toughen up and acclimate to the cold winter temperatures. So I've been going outside in long sleeve shirts when people have coats and coveralls and shit on. Yeah. And just tanking it. Just taking it. Just being miserable. <laughs> just being miserable, like like trying to fucking strengthen my body to the cold. I will say this. I don't know if there's getting acclimated to that kind of temperature, though, tomorrow. Right, 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 right. Because well, that's like that skin contact frostbite. <laughs> that temperature is what made me so miserable when it comes to the cold. Mm. I was totally okay with the cold up until 2014 when I had to be outside when it was negative 40 to negative 50. And I've hated it ever since. And it was naturally negative 18 mm-hmm. before wind chill. Yes. Yeah. So, and our high for tomorrow is negative 15 was the last thing that I saw. So, almost identical. I remember that back in 2014. Yep. It was all that ice and shit. Yeah, that was when I, I lived I was with at Scott Purdue. and Justin. I was at Purdue at the time. And they canceled classes all the time. I still went to work. I did go to classes when they weren't canceled, but... So... <laughs> So, yes, poor move, because now my face is going to get frostbite, inevitably. Good move, because now all that wind chill can hit my face, and I can really strengthen up. You gotta, you gotta weigh your pluses and minuses. Yeah. Possible yeah. face disfiguration? Able to tolerate the cold. <laughs> Hopefully I get somewhere in the middle where I get like some cool scars. You're already married. You don't got to impress nobody. <laughs> like a cool, like a, like a character creator in an RPG. I want some cool scars. <laughs> I want to look like the guy off The Witcher. <laughs> yes. I want to look like Garrett of Rivia. Nice. White hair and all. <laughs> Maybe the cold will like take all the color out of your hair. And, and because I've watched uh, Frozen so many times in the last week, uh, the cold never bothered me anyway. So, I was just asked what. So, what are our main topics that we're going to be talking about today? We just kind of been rambling on about some bullshit. Um, right can now. I can I hit the quick one real quick? Yeah, and just get that one out of the way since Matt's here now. Yes. Yeah. Can you pull it up for me? What am I pulling up? Can you look up the definition of sabbatical? Okay. Stand by. <laughs> Uh, the definition of sabbatical. Go ahead and read that feller for me. Noun. One. A period of paid leave granted to a university teacher or other worker for study or travel. Traditionally one year for every seven years worked. Adjective. Re- relating to a sabbatical. To archaic of or appropriate to the Sabbath. Okay, so this is relevant because 
uh, about two weeks ago, I was having essentially the same conversation that I've had on the show before about teacher, my opinion of teachers being overpaid, not monetarily, but because of the amount of time that they can spend away from work, whether it's paid or unpaid, and still maintain their position as, or in that administration, whether it's a teacher or a professor, you know, whether they have tenure or not, it doesn't matter. So, essentially, I just want to get your guys' opinion on, one, did you know what a sabbatical was? Yeah, I knew what it was. Okay. Two, how do you feel about basically you paying a professor to have a year off? Um, myself. So, if it's a professor, like a college-level professor, I think it's very, especially in like a specific field, I think it's very important for them to have time to, you know, study that. If if that's what they're like, I feel like if they're gonna do that, they need to take that time to study mm-hmm. what they need to study so that they have experience to actually share with their students. And this is why this is why I wanted to bring this up and have this conversation. The first part of that definition was for travel and or study. Yeah. Most of them don't use it to further their career. They use it to take a year off and get paid for it. How do you feel about it? Well, I have an education background. Um, college professors, um, with what Blaine said, it would be nice if they did take it to uh, study, but they don't. Um, I also have opinions about colleges where I don't think any money that I pay should be put towards that college. Yeah. It's a private business. That's all a college is. They are, yes, and now, especially with the political climate that we have now, you have people that many... I mean, we can all agree our education system from top to bottom needs reform. Yeah. It needs improved. It needs restructured. We're not going to get into that because um, that's that's a long topic that I used to rant about that now <laughs> I just talk about. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's the issue that I have. Why does a college professor get a year paid leave? Why don't I get a year paid leave? Why doesn't every industry get have the opportunity to take a sabbatical? Why don't you? You I... work in the manufacturing industry, one of the most important industries in the history of america and you know this february i will have worked at subaru for seven years okay (laughs) when are you going to take your sabbatical hopefully real soon (laughs) i would like to i would like to take my sabbatical now so i can you know focus on this goddamn podcast but but i mean and and i'm saying this a little bit tongue-in-cheek um but we're in the age of equality and acceptance for everybody and i'm a member of a union so I have bargaining power with the companies that I work for. Yeah. They have to pay me a certain wage, and if they want to pay me more or less, it has to be negotiated, and it has to be written up in a contract. And, um, you know, there's bylaws and stuff in place. For example, if I don't get my paycheck on uh, Friday, then I can sit on the job and get paid for it all the way into overtime until they bring me my paycheck. Hand it to me. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of uneducated people have a lot of um, 
anti-union opinions, which I think if, if people uh, were a little bit more educated on the history of organized labor in America and just the world, they would actually change their opinion. So union membership across the, uh, across the United States is at an all-time low. It hasn't been this low since like the late 20s or early 30s. So post-depression. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are so un- uneducated. They just have the right, the conservative um, anti-union like uh, propaganda thrown at them all the time. Um, but the reason I brought the unions into it is because we have bargaining power with the corporations that we work for. They don't control us. We mutually work for each other. You give us a place to work, we give you very skilled, very qualified, very, um, I didn't mean to say qualified, very high quality uh, product, and, and we get paid well for it. I think college professors should get paid more than, you know, a early education teacher at an elementary school because they've earned that they've went to school they've you know they've done everything that they need to do the professor of gender studies and how it affects basket weaving why do they get to take a year off paid yeah and I'm actually I'm actually furthering I'm actually building something concrete and not abstract for sure and I didn't mean to use concrete as a pun, but you think see with, what I'm getting at? Yeah, I think with college professors in particular, it should depend on what the professor teaches. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, something kind of minuscule is what you mentioned versus a chemist right? or a biologist. Like, those, those have more importance to study of African history or what, something what about, like that. What about a biologist studying cancer research? A really, really high stress, really necessary uh, field of study. Should they have a sabbatical? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But should the gender studies professor? I don't think so. No, no. I, I agree with that. And that, and you know, that doesn't make any of us we're not slinging hate speech and, you know, we're not being bigots here. You want to talk about financial disparity in America, people are getting a year paid off to sit on their couch. I can, I have to bargain and fight for a week. I think that goes to the old saying that fair isn't equal. Right. Absolutely. You know? Like, I'm sorry, some people are more important than you and... I'm more important than some other people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it is. It's all based off your education, what you know. How much you your can contribute skills, to what society. You contri- exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's how things should be divvied up. Granted, if you look at it like that, there is this... It limits who can kind of rise up, if you want to there, say it there, that way. I think there is a very fine line... And I think with the political climate that we have now, I think within the next decade, you know, when we start to approach our our 40s, 
I think really is when we're going to finally get to the point where we are in this neutral line of there's enough totalitarianism and there's enough um, like utopian idealism and you, you just kind of mash it together like a delicious peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah. And we're right there in the middle. And we're not utopia. We're not, uh, you know, Stalin's communist regime or or Hitler's uh, uh, Nazi Germany, you know, or Mussolini's fascist Italy. We are right there in the middle where if you work hard, you get what you earn. Everyone has the same right to work hard and get what they earn. And the people at the top aren't just always at the top, and the people that are at the bottom are always at the bottom. I think, I think that, oops, sorry, sound. <laughs> with, with the way that our climate is changing, and I didn't mean to pun that with the polar vortex either. <laughs> but I'm all, I'm all these unintentional puns today. Pun master. I feel like, I, I feel like we are pun gonna daddy. get there. We might not get to, to fucking. Uh, space colonization where i think we should get but i think i think we're we are either approaching complete and total collapse or a little bit happier world for everybody yeah i have a it's completely off topic and it's we, kind of like a random I, news story i heard today i, I do want to say i do want to say we have somebody waiting to be skyped in uh i don't mean to like rush you or anything but well my, i was just uh so united healthcare mm-hmm. big uh big insurance company, uh, recently had to pay out $91 million in lawsuits for lapsed coverages of life insurance. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on that because I thought it was actually pretty interesting. So lapsed coverage As on in the like, part of the they, insurance company or on the parts of the individual? The insur- They didn't pay the coverage that they were, these oh, people were due. Okay. So these people had purchased life insurance, been paying for it, didn't get any of the money based off of whatever reason United Healthcare said they weren't able to get this money. And the government fucking stuck it to them. Well, somebody did. I, I know there's it was a it was a lawsuit of some sort, and it said they were forced to pay ninety one million dollars in good. coverages. Fuck yeah, good. Yeah, good, absolutely. I think that's pretty. That's a win I, yeah, for I, us. I think that's pretty wild because, like, like I said, I just heard it today. I know it's completely random and off topic. I just want to talk about it real quick because that Fuck is my them. business I deal with anyway. No, and, yeah. that that Anytime something like that happens, like it needs to hit every mainstream media outlet because that is a win for the regular girl and, and fucking guy. Hmm. For the regular person, that is a win. Yeah. The insurance companies which are like this overlord holding, you know, whether it's life insurance or health insurance, I'm going to keep bumping that if I put my arm up there, <laughs> but whether it's life insurance or health insurance, any any type of uh, big financial overlord like that, any time that we can win against them, everyone should know about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fucking yeah. Thumb, thumbs up to whoever sued the fuck, fuck out yeah. of All right, are we ready right, for our guest? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, Sweet. let's get into it. Let's, let's give him a call on the good old Skype. Please stop. It's a catchy little jingle. Oh, That's hey, what Brandon. I call Blaine. A 
catchy little jingle. You there, pal? <laughs> oh, there's a poor connection. What is going on? Oh, hey there. Hi. What's up, guys? Hey, I don't hey, know. I accidentally took a snapshot. <laughs> took a snapshot. Oh, uh, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Stop clicking buttons, Blake. There we go. We got you full screen Oh, my now. God, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Tyler. I'm anti-Tyler. I killed him. I'm taking over his life. Damn it. You finally went and did it. <laughs> I did it. You blew it up. Damn Gosh. you, all the hell. <laughs> Damn you, dirty apes! <laughs> yeah. Wow. Is this what was going to make Blaine vomit? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Good. He cried. Glad we're, on the, he glad cried. we're on the level. How do my levels sound, Blaine? Are they sound, sound okay? Sounds good, dude. Okay. We, uh, I, had some issues. I had some issues with the microphone uh, levels not sounding consistent between Skype and, like, uh, like Audacity. Okay. I haven't really used this microphone uh, is that my on this one? computer. Uh, and that is because last time I tried calling in here for a fun, hey, surprise, I sounded like Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah, you did. Which that'd is be, pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be Which pretty is pretty cool. cool. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, but it was unintended because apparently Skype does not like uh, my Zoom anymore. Or And now that I use it as a multi-track recorder, it's like, mm -mm, can't do it. So I want you to know how we're recording you right now. So the way we're recording you is we put an SM58 up against my uh, speaker. <laughs> and it actually sounds pretty good. So That's the only way we could get it to work. Yeah, we tried with the headphone jack in my speaker and my uh, computer speaker to the interface. Didn't really want to do anything, so we're doing this. You know, I'm sure there's a much easier way to do your entire setup. Absolutely. Are we going to find it? Probably not. Are we going to try to find it? Probably, probably not. not. I need to try to talk to Felipe's brother. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, he'd probably help out a lot. Yep. So um, the reason we brought you here today, Brandon, is to talk about a movie. And you're holding it up right now. Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Uh, in, in this room, we have... Myself and you, you're in this room right now. <laughs> uh, we love this movie. Yeah. And we have somebody who did not like this movie. We got Matt over here. Did not like this movie. And we have someone who's very neutral on the movie, Tyler. I'm the neutral guy. I would say I'm not like, I said it was trash, but I'm <laughs> kind of more towards the the would, middle, but mm -hmm. leaning more towards the yeah. Would you okay? Would you say it was better than Bio Broly? Well, that's a given. <laughs> no, it's not a given. <laughs> I, to me, it's a given, so I'm gonna say yes. Is it better than Lord Slug? No. Okay. What about it's Bojack even, Unbound? No, Bojack's a cool movie. Okay. Is it the best? No, it's better than. Uh, Broly the Second Coming is better than this one, in my opinion. Okay. Would you say it's better than the world's strongest? The Tree of Might with Turles. No. Tree of Might was cool. Okay. Okay. I'm just putting all this in perspective. <laughs> Wrath of the Dragon is the best Dragon Ball movie. I haven't seen that one. That one's pretty cool. That's the one with uh, Arutagon, the, the right? The Arutagon, yeah. yeah. Okay, so like that is the most original Dragon Ball movie. That's I probably know. why I think it's the best. 
It's that, it's so cool. <laughs> it stands out. It stands out as being completely different uh, from all the other ones. I will say that this new movie is the best movie they've ever produced, and I'll and I'll explain why. This movie had something that the other movies didn't have, and it's subtext. Mm-hmm. This yeah. movie had actual plot. It actually felt like when you watched it that it flowed as a movie. The only thing, and I have gripes about it. I mean, this movie is, isn't without cons, of course. But you're looking at it. I'm looking at it through the eyes of, you know, a Dragon Ball movie, not necessarily through the eyes of a regular movie you would go to the to the theater and see that has a condensed plot characters story everything there is a point in this movie where you have to really be a dragon ball fan to understand what happened in the middle because it just goes all that stuff assumed that you know everything that happened in dragon ball z and with these characters because we're going to transport you way past that and put you here you need to know and we're not going to just fill you in on the history of what happened in the entire frieza saga or what happened in between Goku and Vegeta from the beginning all the way to the end. It, it, it's sort of like, eh, brushed upon as like, we fought other villains. It vaguely but refreshed you. yeah. Ex- in a way, yes. But like, as far as nuance and details of like who and what Frieza is at this point as to where he was, like, I really enjoyed seeing the first 20 minutes that was completely and utterly like world building. Even though one of my cons is something that they changed. I think I am right there with you, and uh, th- this is this is my gripe about the movie. Yeah, it had a plot, but when I look at it as being the best like plot-driven Dragon Ball movie, I think Battle of the Gods was better. I I would you say think Battle, Battle of, the of the Gods was better or Resurrection F was better? See, I wasn't because a huge fan of Resurrection of F. Well, plot-wise, I think Battle of the Gods was a better film. But overall, like Brandon kind of said with Broly, um, production, I think Resurrection F was a better film than Battle of the Gods. I agree with that. It was better animated and everything. So I'm kind of the neutral party here. With every modern Dragon Ball film, I have loved it. But I've had my strong gripes about individual things. So, Battle of the Gods, when Vegeta challenged Beerus after the whole Bulma scene, I had a fucking hard on. Then he, get, <laughs> then he gets shit on, okay? It's Goku's movie, like always. As a Vegeta fan, I have to accept that. I did not like the whole, let's hold hands and do a seance circle and we'll make you a god. Like, that part I didn't enjoy. But overall, I liked the it's movie. weird, but whatever. Yeah. The second one, uh, Resurrection F, I thought Vegeta was going to get his spotlight. They stole his shine, they bro. St- they <laughs> stole it from him. I still enjoyed it. Okay, mm-hmm. let's move on. Um, with with Broly, the opening act, like uh, the first act, as far as the, the, the world building stuff, I enjoyed from the standpoint that it was the best world building that we had that we've had in a long time mm-hmm. you know in a short amount of time I'd agree with that. not to mention in a movie cuz so many times in Dragon Ball movies they just dump you in and say oh, yeah. this is what's happening let's go fight right yeah. no, I, I, agree. I agree with that 100%. what i what i did not enjoy was the 
how they changed Bardock. That's exactly. That's what bothered me, and I think Matt and I agreed. I'm sure. I'm sure you're along the same lines too, Brandon. I don't mind how they changed Bardock because I want to see more of that. Right. I want to see where he where he gets to that point where he's like changing because Bardock in the original uh, special didn't give two craps about Goku until the very end. Correct. Until until he realized the his mistakes. Mm-hmm. So. What we see instead in Broly is Bardock, who has sort of already been thinking this stuff, and is now like, "All right, something's going on. Uh, maybe I should start thinking more about my family. Maybe I should actually start thinking more about my kid, mm-hmm. who who is like, you know, obviously going to be a low level. They're going to send him away anyway. And the original one, he's like, I don't care. And this one, he's like, maybe I should care. Well, the original one, Goku just got sent off. Yeah, yeah, was, and this a, one... It was that, merely that, coincidence. And that is the thing I don't like about this. As much as I like how they turned Bardock into a more caring individual, him sending him away is too Superman for me. <laughs> yep. It's yeah. exactly Superman. Even though, even though you had sort of the uh, comparison before, now it's like, this is literally Superman. Definitively. Well, and my gripe <laughs> was that scene where... Bardock is challenging Frieza for us is so iconic. We didn't get that in this film, which I'm okay with because they, they still gave it to us a little bit. Um, it wasn't necessarily his story here. When when Frieza's no. planet killer was getting ready to, to totally wipe out planet Vegeta, Bardock still stood strong and tried to stop it and challenged it when no one else did. He was the only one. Yeah, and so that is something get... I've heard. I, I'm sorry, that's something I heard that we, um, or at least it's like been put out there by other people who want it. That like maybe the Battle of the Gods, maybe we'll get an an extended cut that goes more into that, or maybe we may even get something in itself that dies more into the character of the new Bardock that they've sort of mm-hmm. that's made canon. What, that's what I want because for me, when I was watching a movie, Bardock had a hunch that Frieza was going to do something and then was like, I better send my son away. There wasn't any build-up to that. Mm -hmm. It was just, I guess got this awkward feeling. I don't know why, but I'm just going to do it. Like, the Saiyans don't like Frieza. That was the only explanation that we got of Bardock being suspicious of Frieza. No other Saiyan was? Like, King Vegeta didn't think that? Like... That's my big biggest gripe with the Bardock thing. Not to mention Bardock was already canon. He was placed in the manga because the special was so popular. Mm-hmm. So why do we have to change him to be practically a whole different character now? How did you guys feel about Goku's mom being included? Like heavily in that, that little opening It was cool. Act? It was cool. Well, Toriyama did do a manga short that included her. Mm-hmm. That that Toriyama retconned Bardock well before this movie. Right. It's in that manga short. I can't remember what it's called, so so forgive me. Zero? But it huh? Was it Zero? Dragon uh, Ball Zero? I can't remember. It was a manga. It wasn't very well received. Uh, and so like people are comparing that manga version versus this version. They're saying that this version is a little bit better. Uh, whereas like like uh, like Matt said, where Bardock kinda had a hunch, he really didn't know what was going on. 
but he just like he kind of felt like maybe he should do something. If he's wrong, he'll go get him. Right? That's what he said. At least they. I like that line. He's like, if I'm wrong, I'll go get him. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously something happens that we don't necessarily see. Whereas maybe Bardock looks into it more, finds out more, and then oh crap, I got to stop this. This mm-hmm. is a bigger deal than I thought. In the manga, it was more like Bardock's like, nope, he's gonna kill us all, and there's no reason as to why he thought that. He just sort of like, yep, this is what's gonna happen. So they did change it a little bit better uh, for this. Uh, I want to see more of that. Yeah. And and now that like, I kind of agree. It's like I I, I there are things that where they gave us so much more for a Dragon Ball movie, like in terms of plot and setting up at some point during this point, they kind of hit the fast forward button with the whole Bardock thing. And then maybe with the King Vegeta thing, it's like, what was he thinking? What was he doing during this time? Did he just, is he just going to sit on his throne and be like, I guess I'll just die. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I doubt that he, he was very much, not that kind of character that we met in the very beginning of the, uh, like like of the film, so maybe yeah. that's another story for a different day because the whole point of the beginning part was to get the three characters that the movie was going to revolve around later, and then throw in Frieza, so and, I guess and, four and throw in uh, Raditz too for that. Well, and it, I, I love that. I thought that was so cool to see little kid Raditz. The, and, the little Easter eggs. Also, I liked how like uh, Goku's mom. And Raditz had a res- had like kind of had like a resemblance. Yep. And Bardock yeah. and Goku obviously had a resemblance. I, I like uh, that. Touch. I love Team Four Star's review of this movie because they're they're making fun of that scene with Raditz. They're like, man, that kid fucking came out of the the nurturing pod just like smoking a fucking whole pack of cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, ooh, I'm the brother of Goku. Who cares? Yeah, but he's a lower class warrior, so who cares about him? <laughs> so, so just as far as. <laughs> You know, that, that's kind of my complaints with the, the beginning of the film. Um, the only other complaint that I had was the reality break scene. <laughs> I like that. That was the only part of the movie that I absolutely said, I do not like this at all. But it makes sense with the level the level of power that they're working no, at. No, it be- doesn't. Goku and Beerus fought, and they were about to rip the universe apart. That, exactly. Goku and okay. Goku fighting. Beerus is a god of destruction. Vegeta and Topo fighting when he's god of destruction. Here's my pro- here's my biggest problem with Dragon Ball. Always power continuity. continuity. There is no continuity scaling. in the movie. No. Broly starts to like power up and start to go berserk Super Saiyan. That is what it's called. Yeah, at this can canon now it is Berserk Super it is, Saiyan. It is Super Saiyan Berserk or Berserk Super Saiyan, whatever you want to call it. Goku literally says, "Have you ever seen anything like this?" And they're like, "And they're no. like, no, we haven't." You just mentioned the Tournament of Power. Yep. Yeah, you where you saw five Kale. minutes Kefla. before Kale that, and, Kefla, and you yeah. fought Kale. She was Berserk Super Saiyan. She beat the shit out of Goku, who was Super Saiyan Blue. Jiren is the one that had to stop her ass. So there's a break in continuity there, and then two, this is this is one of the biggest things. I I, I hate fusions. I've always hated fusions. Like both fusions. Yes, I can't stand them. I think they're dumb. Okay. Vegito and Super fights Merge Zamasu. Mm-hmm. He is he's got the Patora earrings. That is an hour long fusion. So, therefore, in my mind, holds a stronger bond because it's an hour instead of a half hour. Right. He goes Super Saiyan Blue. In five minutes, he's burned through it because the power's too high. But yet, Gogeta, 
who's only a half hour fusion, mm-hmm. is fighting nonstop in Super Saiyan Blue, and even after the fight's over, still in Super Saiyan Blue, like, hey, Freeze, I'll fuck you up too. Why did he not burn through that power? Once again, continuity thing with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's those little kind of things with, that Toriyama does in his stories that just ease me up. I hated Super. I've talked about this. I think Super <laughs> is the dumbest fucking thing they ever did. Do you do you think it's all Toriyama, or do you think it's t- kind of Kojima-esque, where Toriyama's kind of doing his thing, and everyone else around him is like, you can't do that because of this. And he just goes, oops, do it anyway. <laughs> that's See, that's yeah, what I think. I literally think he just goes, I'm Toriyama, I can do what I want. Like... Do you do you think that's a good comparison, Brandon? As I mean, obviously, I don't think Toriyama's as weird as Kojima. Uh, but, but I was going to mention the. I was actually going to mention a comparison to Hideo Kojima, where he's just like, like they're, they're like, hey, you know that you, you kind of did this in two, so to do this in four, it's kind of weird. And he's like, oh, I did. I I literally I don't necessarily know about about Toriyama. I think he writes the story because he you know Matt brings up the point about burning through energy. I remember in the Boo Saga, Super Saiyan Three Gotenks fusion only lasts for ten minutes. Yep. But Super Saiyan Three Gotenks lasted full half hour. No, ten minutes. They, but that ten minutes went for seven episodes. Well, again, I mean that that is again it's that's the Frieza Saga who had five minutes and that was twelve episodes. Like. That's how it is. Yeah. I understand that. But, but well, no, the, but they literally said that their fusion time is, is is shorter. It's not a full half hour at Super Saiyan three because it consumes too much energy. So if it's Super Saiyan three, what is a Super Saiyan blue is going to be? Well, that that energy is more contained, isn't it? And it isn't it a different energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, like, it's a god energy. But then why is Vegito a god fusion burning through? So quick. Mm. I don't know. That's that's one of my gripes with it. I hated the reality bending thing. That shit made me almost have a seizure. So that was cool. Um, Matt is epileptic. Very susceptible. That will very susceptible. That'll that'll do it for you. Remember when we took you to a concert to see if you'd have a seizure? You tried, yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What a dick, dude. He's an asshole. Mayhem festival. (laughs) But again, oh man, go to a laser rock show. They just. I, Broly has been one of my favorite characters since the introduction of Broly the Legendary Super Saiyan movie. Broly's yeah. story overall was better, but then at the very end, they're going to turn him into like this anti-hero kind of thing. I don't like that. So I just want him to be evil. So let's <laughs> let's re, well let's rewind this a little bit. How do you feel overall about this iteration of Broly? Just, just overall, start to finish. I received it very well. Yeah, I like it. Even though I agree with you a little bit, that ending sequence, I didn't care for 100%. But if you look at it from not just Broly as a character, if you bring Goku into the mix, it totally fits with his character. Yeah, no, I, I agree so everything made sense with that. So I appreciated that. What I did not like was now we've got like a pseudo love story brewing between small alien eye candy and G-Li, thank you, a hot piece of alien ass and 
giant Broly. Fucking man meat there. Just man <laughs> meat. Nothing See, but that doesn't bother me, man. Like, that whole thing doesn't bother me. Like, he's been alone on a planet for this entire time and got nothing. Give yeah. this guy something. And he, at, he didn't at even least know he, what water was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he, they definitely got like a Tarzan and Jane thing going yes. on. Well, see, yeah, sure. that's yeah. part of it, too, is he's been on a planet alone with his father, who was very cruel yep. the whole time. Electrocuted that motherfucker. So, dude, <laughs> the fact that he is so different than his dad kind of makes me go, that's not realistic. He would be very brutal because that's all he knows. Do you think that they kind of blended old Gohan into Broly a little bit too much? Where I mean, because if you think back to, to young Gohan... I like that comparison. He only had power when he was fucking pissed off. Oh, you're talking like Saiyan Saga or I, Frieza Saga? Yes, I'm talking... Even Cell Saga, yep, actually. I'm, I'm, talking early, I'm talking young... Teen Gohan and, and early. earlier. Um, I, you know, he was only really relevant when he was getting the fuck beat out of him or he was really, really pissed off. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, I actually didn't think about that, but yeah. That's solid. It's, it's a solid comparison. Because Which I, is so sad, because when he there, was Mystic Gohan, he was actually stronger than Goku at Super Saiyan mm-hmm, 3. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was a lot of people that complained, and this is why I brought this comparison up, there was a lot of people that complained with Super that Gohan wasn't featured enough. He, He's he, not even in this movie. <laughs> he reobtained his Mystic powers... In Dragon Ball Super, which I mean, you can you can go anywhere you want with that. He goes eighty-eight episodes of being completely irrelevant. Yeah. To all of a sudden being the fourth strongest per- character yeah. in the show. Yeah, absolutely. And then being a total fodder character in the tournament of yep. power. Yeah. Yep. Total, yeah. Just total. I mean, you might as well have had Yamcha show up. I wish Yamcha would have been in it. If Yamcha would have won the tournament of power, it would have saved the whole arc for me. <laughs> I don't care. It would have literally saved the just this fucking useless guy hiding the whole time. <laughs> and then when Jiren gets knocked out, they're just like he knocks Whoa. Jiren out with a spirit ball. <laughs> that would have been a wolf and fist him, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But poor Yamcha. I love Yamcha. So, but that's but, Goku's true dad. So that during that whole ending, <laughs> during that whole ending sequence, that was all I could think about. I couldn't think about Broly as a character. I just thought about young Gohan because that's what it made me that's what it made me feel. This dude is just a fucking gentle giant essentially and yeah. he was only that way because people made him that way. Absolutely. You know what? I I actually like something that was you know it's not it's never mentioned but when you stop to think about human psyche and think about what he went through on that planet like I can definitely see him being a victim of depression. Absolutely. You know and being just very just down like and everything, and, and only like his dad prod him, and then get him so pissed off that he then he would shock him to get him to to calm down. Right. So he, he's almost kind of like a caged animal, where it's like he can be very docile, and then you start poking and prodding. I actually like the fact that he's going to be or possibly around for further stories because he could be a potential ally who is uncontrollable. I I never want him to be able to control this power. When they actually unleash, say something, somebody comes around who they're like, we need help. Say Jiren comes back. Yeah, somebody, you know, whoever. So because there's always somebody stronger, right? And right. Then that's the theme of the series. I've never felt a power like this before. They say that ten million freaking times. We need help. I know a guy. They also Go say get him. lower class warrior a million times. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh my right. God. They'll give Broly. They're like, and Vegeta's like, "Are you 
are you sure about this? <laughs> you know, it's, it's the same thing that Vegeta said about keeping Fat Boo alive. I right. swear, if somebody kills his damn dog again, <laughs> and he makes another evil one, I'm going to kill you, Goku. And then, no, it's like, no, 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 he'll be fine, he'll be fine. And then you bring in Broly, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, he's helping, but now this is bad for us. It's just like it's just like Vegeta at the very beginning of that that part of the movie where he's like, "You dumbass, you can't freeze alive." How many times do I have to call you an idiot? It's funny you bring up Vegeta because that's another issue I had with the film. I'm like Tyler, a Vegeta fan, and I've I've come to accept that it's Goku's movies, it's Goku's show. So (laughs) it's Goku's story. I mean, let's let's just let's all level with each other. It's Goku's story. But let's be real here and let's. Blaine mentioned this with power scaling. Vegeta, if Goku's not doing Kaioken, Vegeta's stronger than Goku. Yep. Because he ascended past Blue. He is stronger than Goku without Kaioken or UI. And I will argue to the day I die that UI is not a transformation, it's a technique. It's a technique, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But when Vegeta's fighting Broly... He goes Super Saiyan at first, which I'm assuming more was more Super Saiyan 2 or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either way, it doesn't well, because matter. Because now in the canon, they've essentially perfected Super Saiyan 2. Like, Super 2. Saiyan is basically stronger than Super Saiyan 3 now for these people, so it doesn't yes. matter anyway. But Vegeta's fighting Broly, and he's struggling. So what's he do? He goes God, and it's the first time we've seen it in anime. How, you know, how did Vegeta. you guys feel about Vegeta as the regular God form in this film? I thought it was amazing. I loved, Yeah, I that was awesome. It. Yeah, I dug it too. But... Like, when he goes God form, he's still struggling with Broly. So what's Goku do? Well, I'm going to jump in now. Base form. And then he's like, I'm in my Super Saiyan form, and I'm able to fight this guy, and I'm better than Vegeta. Well, he was going he was going toe-to-toe with him in his base form. Yeah, yeah. and then he's like, oh, I'm going to go God form now, and now I'm going to do this technique where you can't even move. That is like, the manga. what the fuck is with this plot armor that Goku gets nonstop? <laughs> Yeah, like I think all of us in the room here are Vegeta fans, so I think absolutely. we can all agree that it's getting to the point where it's a little bit the plot armor is getting overly excessive. They gave him a technique that literally makes him unhittable. There's one person who is not a Vegeta fan, and he's the most important. Toriyama. Toriyama. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's not a Vegeta fan. He's his least favorite character. God damn it. But, but <laughs> it shows. He, keeps him ar- <laughs> he keeps him around and keeps him relevant because he realizes how popular of a character he is. For real. Now, I, I don't really have a problem with how it's laid out because I already know how it's already kind of going to go. If Vegeta fights first... He's going to expend more, and then Goku's going to come in and not go balls to the wall because Goku doesn't like to do that. Ever. He likes to be challenged. Cause, and, they, and, then, and then, to be fair, they all do. That's why that's why Vegeta went god mode before he went blue. Even, even though that doesn't make any sense because we never saw regular god mode because by the time he had, we, had, he had, we had seen him go blue, like to them, that's like, let's just go straight there because there's no need to even go to that level. But it was nice to see it, right? It was nice to actually physically see the form. And because I, I'm guessing in the anime, they decided to just like put him, those two on an equal playing field from the get-go instead of just like, well, you know, 
uh, Goku's gone blue, but now Vegeta's still only on the red version. You know, <laughs> no. And instead, we we get them both sort of on the even playing field. And then, of course, for the Frieza arc, you can you know, is Vegeta a little bit stronger? Probably. And the end, of course, when he he kind of goes blue too, or ascended blue, whatever you want to call that form, it hasn't even got gotten received a form. Yeah, Evolu- it's he, blue evolution. Yeah, blue evolution. Blue evolution. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's he's ascended past it. I'm just um, saying because, like, if you look at the Zamasu arc, Vegeta trained in the hyperbolic time chamber so many times, and look how much that they he grew in the hyperbolic time chamber in the Cell Saga. So just if those increments each time he trained in it, mm-hmm. he's he's leaps and ba- bounds beyond Goku, but Goku has Kaioken. That's that's his trump card. He used it against Jiren in the first fight. Against Jiren and everybody was like, "Well, he's still got Kaioken." And they're like, "Ah, he's been using it the whole time." But other than that, Vegeta is stronger. Mm-hmm. Period. Like that's that's just it. Goku just has the techniques that give him the higher power for those short times. But overall, Vegeta's stronger, and I just want him to get some shine one time. Like they couldn't let him kill Frieza. Yeah, but. I'll bitch about that till the day I die. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm right there with you too. But I have actually really enjoyed Frieza continuing to be relevant. See, I was Frieza. I is... wasn't really much for. I wasn't a fan of the resurrection of F's, like the resurrection of F. Yeah. I was like, why are they bringing Frieza back? But would you rather have Frieza or Cell? I'd rather have a new villain in general. And I would too. Don't get me wrong, but 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 for all of us that. Frieza saga mm-hmm. is so iconic. It's so important to the series. We would not have anything after the Frieza saga without it. No, I understand that, but then and also Frieza is such a good villain. Like yeah. with Resurrection of F, I kind of understand it. But then when we get to Tournament of Power, we get, we're supposed to get Boo. We're supposed to get a Boo that's actually like, oh, I'm training, and he gets like jacked oh, yeah. with Hercule, and you're like. Oh, that's, we're going to see a fucking legit boo. Mm-hmm. The motherfucker falls asleep for three months, and they're just like, well, we guess we better go get Frieza again. And it's like, why? Comic relief. Why can I <laughs> yep. not just get somebody else? Um, Clint Chase asked, uh, did Tyler forget his beard at home? Yes, it's in my sink. And yes, we're, we're kind of talking Dragon Ball Z lore. We're mostly talking Dragon Ball uh, Super Brawly. But for me, it's just the like animation-wise, super cool movie. Broly was a lot better than Goku cried as a kid. So fuck this kid. Yes, <laughs> and then, yeah, but I, there I, was a nod to that. I so so much appreciated that part of the the fiction that they changed. I wish they would have kept the fiction of Vegeta being kind of just enamored by this person, just completely scared and terrified of Broly, because mm-hmm. that was part of I think the allure of Broly. This, you know, Vegeta, who was the second strongest character in the first Broly movie, was so scared and petrified of this guy that he couldn't do anything for the longest time. And he's just watching his friends and family just get ripped apart. So I wish that's something they would have kept in the movie. He's so cool. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Like, I wish that's something they would have kept. Like, once Vegeta realized what this guy was, I wish Vegeta would have been like, we're not going to win this, Goku. 
and been terrified, but instead we didn't get that. But at the same, on the other side of the coin, you get Vegeta challenging, like outright, like rage challenging someone. But he is looking at it from a strategic point. He's looking at it. Uh, he he mentions he he's learning as he goes. Well, that's what I mean. Like at the beginning of the fight, like have Vegeta fight him still at the beginning, and then as they're progressing through it. He's starting to slowly realize what this character is, and he's like, oh, no, we're not going to yeah. win this. Yeah. Because, A, they've seen it before with Kale. Mm-hmm. And then, two, Vegeta knows the legends of Planet Vegeta. He knows everything about it. Like, he knows all about their culture. And if he hears that, he's thinking, well, this is a power beyond my level of Super Saiyan that I have. I can't do anything with this. And I think that would have been a cool feature if they had a cap. Um, like I said, the, I'm not a big fan of Super as a series. And then at the movie, just had a bunch of little things in it that egged at me. So let me ask you this. Uh, with, with Super Broly basically setting up the next arc for Dragon Ball Super, whatever mm-hmm. they're going to call it, the way that Resurrection F set up for Dragon Ball Super... Are you going to give the next iteration of what we get week to week a chance? Of course I am because I'm a stupid. And <laughs> You're a stupid with two O's. I literally, I watched all of, Dra- I, even as I said I hated Dragon Ball Super, I watched it every week on YouTube in Japanese. I did too. When it came out. I yep. didn't wait for it to come out in English. I was I like, I'll it, just watch it in Japanese. I, I watched care. it on Sunday mornings. I'd watch it Saturday, basically Sunday mornings. It was Saturday night at fucking three in the morning. Yep. So I'd get up early and watch it. Like I'd I'd watch it in <clears> Japanese, <throat> and while I'm watching, I'm like, "This is so fucking stupid." But there were, I there watched were parts it. of Super that you had to have liked. Like there though. were there's parts again. There's like it's like there's really cool fights. My favorite fight is Mystic Gohan versus Goku. Oh yeah, that's, that's my cool. favorite yeah, fight in all of Super. And like the Jiren versus Goku stuff. Is cool. I just wish the tournament of power had been shorter. Instead of ten people in a tournament, make that five. I don't need to see Master Roshi. Yeah, that that was one thing that really bothered me about. I don't need to see those bitches of love oh. from Universe. What was it? Two. Two. <clears throat> yeah, I don't need to see them. I want to see Jiren. Topo want, for sure. I want to see Topo. I want to see Jiren. I want to see basically. Any of those guys. All the major players. Like, I, that's all I wanted to see. I wanted to see Gohan, like... Be relevant. He just had this dope-ass fight with Goku, and then all of a sudden he's just like, I'm useless again. Sorry, fellas. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna sidekick Piccolo for a little bit. Yeah, we're we're struggling against these two Namekians from, from Universe 6, who Piccolo would be able to handle these guys. Easy. Mm-hmm. He's got fucking Kami in his... And Nail. <laughs> Come on. Nail. Nail. But like, like there's parts of Super that's cool. The whole Merge Zamasu arc was I thought was oh, yeah. pretty cool. It got convoluted towards the end. Trunks Trunks made that arc. Yeah. But yeah. like the Merge I mean, Zamasu arc is a pretty cool arc. The whole universal tournament with between Universe Six and Seven. Yep. It's pretty cool. But it gave you Hit. Hit is one of my favorite characters in Dragon Ball period. He's so cool. Mm-hmm. But when I look at Dragon Ball Super as a whole, the Battle of the Gods arc, the was movie awful. was better. Yep. The Resurrection of F arc. The movie was better. The movie was better. And then I got the Universal Tournament. That's a, 
there's cool characters. Then we get Merge of Mazu. It's cool. And then we get Tournament of Power. And it was, the Tournament of Power was, to me, so bad that it just, and it was half of all of Super. Right. That it just ruined the fucking show for me. It was still better than GT. (laughs) I don't even consider GT a thing because it's not canon anymore. (laughs) Actually, it never was canon. (laughs) It's funny because we had a guy that we, Brandon and I know, you know, Chris Kozad, mm-hmm. he was sitting next to me. And uh, anytime something would happen in the movie, he's like, ha, that's canon now. <laughs> Rumor has it, Super Saiyan 4 is going to become canon though. And that's what I was about to bring up because yep. you brought up GT. Well, he did. He brought, <laughs> up, GT. brought up GT. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on record. There was a lot of GT that I really, really liked. The Mega Proceed. Shinron thing I thought was neat. I really like the baby stuff. Baby's a cool one too. Super Seventeen, not so much. No, but but apparently he's Super Seventeen in this one. <laughs> I can fight fucking Super Saiyan Blue Goku. I'm gonna go catch a deer. That's fucking <laughs> Seventeen now. <laughs> like no, no. It's I, it's really cool that. Uh, Super Broly, it lays the groundwork for Super Saiyan 4 being canon. And I, th- I thought that was really want, cool. And, and they, without even straight up mentioning it. I want a full Super Saiyan 4 design change. Yes and no. Here's the thing. Do yes we want no. it to be called Super Saiyan 4 or do we want it to be called another extension of God form? I don't care what they call it. I, I honestly don't care what they call it. I want the tail. Give me the tail. Yep. I need some tail. <laughs> I'm looking at everybody. I need some tail. Uh, what I don't need is the red body fur. That always that always yeah. kind of bothered me. And then Vegeta being my favorite character. Oh, badass transformation. His little hair locks that went like down to his nipples. Let's get rid of that. We don't need that. It's dumb. But but I am but I am really hopeful for the transformation because we've seen what. Goku and Vegeta can do with God Key. Let's see what they can do with their own ability. Something that wasn't taught to them. This is just primal instinct, fury, and rage. Yeah, and that's what I want out of a Saiyan. See, I would like that, but then I think that that's where it struggles of what is going to be more powerful. Then, mm-hmm. do you do you have the God? Like, do you have Super Saiyan Blue be more powerful than Super Saiyan Four? You can't really do that now. You'd have to have Super Saiyan 4 be more powerful than Blue. Because otherwise, what would be the point of Super Saiyan 4? So I feel like it'd have to be an... Ex- like I feel like it'd have to be the next evolution of what the god is. What I imagine they're going to end up doing is yeah. it's just going to be a merger of the two. It's just going to be basically them doing a fusion of the god key and their own key. What I think would be pretty cool is if... What if it... Kind of like going off the fusion. Sorry to interrupt you, Brandon. Is... If it was this, what if it was like the true God form? Mm-hmm. What if you found out that what they were doing was just, it's God key, but it's not a God form. And what if Super Saiyan 4 was, hey, this is actually what a Super Saiyan God is. Mm. This primal being. Mm-hmm. Or what if ferocity. that is Legendary Super Saiyan? Legendary Super Saiyan is Broly and Kale. Okay, so the, no, the way that's, that's the, the way that they explain the berserk form, right? Yeah, that's true. 
the way that they explained it was that Broly was able to master uh, the power of Uzaru without transforming without transforming into Uzaru, and that's why he went insane because he couldn't because it's just like when he's transformed into Great Ape Uzaru, he can't control it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get the great scene of Frieza killing Paragus. <laughs> to, oh, to trigger, I remember this. To, to, I love that scene. Oh, yeah. I, that was a good scene. It was a nice callback for it, actual fans. It, but I also... Uh, I, okay, so I love how Freeze is kind of becoming uh, comedic relief. Yeah. Uh, because it changes his character. Because he can't, he can't recapture... Really, I need, that I need the Dragon Ball so I can get slightly taller. But I loved how it meshed with Bulma's like wanting to be young. I love that. Right, right. And then and then him killing Paris and going, "Oh my gosh, look what happened! Oh dear!" And then it triggered Broly turning Super Saiyan while he's in Berserk, right? Yep. So if you turn Super Saiyan while you have your Azaro power, which Super Saiyan Four was Golden Azaro, Super Saiyan shrunk down via the brute waves, right? Okay, so say Goku and Vegeta are like, we need to learn how to be monkeys again. Uh, that's such an old, outdated power, Kakarot. Yeah, but it helped him so much. Maybe we should regrow our tails. That's a solid like, Vegeta. It's not bad. It's like, uh, do you have any idea how hard that is on the body and the back? I don't. I, I'm too old to do that anymore. My back. And, <laughs> my sciatic. Like, <laughs> it's it's really starting to wear on my body, Kakarot. <laughs> like, ah, oh, gee, come on, Vegeta. You know what we should really do? We should really try to do what he did, but then control it. Like, oh, maybe we could be Super Saiyan Blue with a berserk form. Super Saiyan Berserk! That's it! <laughs> so, so maybe a form of Super Saiyan 4 is using the berserk form while utilizing the god key like within itself. Like where the... Legendary Super Saiyan is using, in this new version, he's using the, the regular Super Saiyan transformation with the Berserk energy. And I'm not sure if that's how it's like how they're doing it or what, but that's just kind of how I thought is like instead of becoming a, a an actual form of God, maybe you use maybe utilize the Super Saiyan God key with the Berserk form, and it creates some sort of new transformation for them. That is like like what Blaine said, or like. Or like an like, like an amalgamation of the two forms. Well, especially because with Broly in this film, it's essentially the third time that they've seen this form. Now, they saw it with Trunks. They saw it with Kale. Yeah, he does go. He does go. Yeah. Uh, doesn't Goku do, at some point do it as well? Yeah. yeah. It's it's called Ultra Saiyan. It's never given a, a real form. The false Super Saiyan, which where he the goes false against Super Lord, Saiyan Lord Two. Okay. Well, no, no, no. In the hyperbolic time chamber. When Goku's trying to find a Super Saiyan 2, Ascended Saiyan, uh, right at the same time as Trunks is like all brah and brolied out and plunked out, uh, Goku does the same thing, but he's like, no, this is this is too bulky. I'm not going to have the speed. The Ultra Super and, Saiyan then? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. So, yeah. So essentially they've seen, yeah, essentially they've seen it three times. So I like that it, it's essentially going to be a focus of the show if that's the route that they go. I didn't mean that to rhyme for show. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, look up, I look back at Brandon. And he's I just, killed him. I killed him. <laughs> he's like, I give up on this. <laughs> I, I would like. To, I would like. My wife's trying to like of, text me something, and my phone's wigging out on me. 
to the point where like I, I, I said yes, but when I hit enter, it must have hit something else because then oh. she's like RSVP. And I'm like, what are we oh. RSVPing? <laughs> they broke reality again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would like the idea of like a, like a kind of like an app, a fusion or an amalgamation of like the two. Mm-hmm. But you hate fusions. It's not. It's a different <laughs> thing. It's a different. Is concept. it the dance? Is the dance what hates what what really really it's hones the, it in? It's for you? the attitude of the characters that are fused. Okay. Oh. Go tanks is so. I think it works Cocky. for go tanks because they're kids. They're kids. Yeah. But then you have Goku and Vegeta. Oh hey Wyatt. Hey, so this is my kid Wyatt. He coming here to say good night. Come here, kid. But with Vegeta, <laughs> is he an old man too? <laughs> are you an old man? Mm-hmm. Who is that? I do. That's Tyler. Is that Tyler without a beard? No. No. <laughs> what are you saying? I told you I'm anti-Tyler. He's anti-Tyler. <laughs> is that is that Blaine Tyler in that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you say hi to everybody? Hi. So, hey Wyatt. Are you on a podcast? You were, oh no. Oh yeah. Okay, hey, so what are we talking about? Do you know what this is? Yeah. What is that? It's Dragon Ball. Yeah! I, I just do this. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to bed now. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> anyway, hey, you got to go to bed, though, okay? Can, can you give me loving? Uh, I love you, bud. Uh, nah. You go and lay in your bed for a half hour to an hour and not go to sleep. Hey, I know how that goes. Me too. <laughs> I don't. Is that cool? That's my green screen. Don't go back there, though. No. Get out of here, kid. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. It's, good. Good. it's all good. But <laughs> I would like the idea of, like, the kind of a, a few. But the re- you asked me why I hate the fusions. And it's the attitude. I think it works for Gotenks. But then we go, you get Vegito. And he's this cocky, arrogant douchebag. Why? Vegito's not cocky or arrogant. I mean, he's arrogant. Yeah. And Goku's confident. But. Would they literally be shit talking the entire time while they're fighting? I don't think so. And Gogeta's the same way. I like the original Gogeta from Janemba because he just said he didn't say shit. He whooped the shit out of you. God, I want Janemba back as a villain. He's amazing. He's so cool. But like, I just don't like the idea of fusions. I want them to get, get stronger on their own. Do you remember the GT uh, Super Saiyan Four Gogeta when he's gonna yeah. do like the? T- the the Kamehameha and they're like ha ah, ah, and he just like streamers ha ah. <laughs> yeah like that's that's the kind of shit I'm talking about man oh like, it's Japanese humor yeah but so is One Punch Man and it's fantastic <laughs> but anyway um I I would like the idea of like Super Saiyan Four coming back what color hair do you want for it white I want the black mm. I'm down for the black I want white can they have white though? Because of UI. Yeah, but that's, that's more silver. Yeah, gray. that's his regular hair color with gray. I was honestly shocked we didn't get Ultra Instinct. Do in we? This. Okay, that, they that, tease it. That's a good question though. Is Ultra Instinct going to be relevant from here on out? I don't think so. I hope it's not. I mean, what do you think, Brandon? I can see them going back to it at some point because. You know, they say that Goku was able to get there, but he hasn't mastered it. And I would like it to kind of remain that way. I would like it to remain something that he can only attain when he's pushed to a certain point. Mm-hmm. See, that's where I feel like it should stay. 
because if he gets to a point where he's just like he can pop in and out of it like Kyle can. Yeah. What's, what's the point yeah. anymore? Yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like he beat Jiren, who's stronger than a god of destruction. And we know for a fact if he would have done it against Broly, he'd have whooped the shit out of Broly. Period. Yeah. I thought he had mastered it by the end of the tournament of power. No, no, no. He, said no, he no. did, but he was literally at the end of Dragon Ball Super, him and Vegeta are like sparring. And Vegeta says, Where's that Ultra Instinct Kakarot? And he says, I don't know. I haven't been able to do it since the tournament of power. Yep. Maybe he's mastered it while he has it, but because he he was able to do it offensively, right? Well, yeah. So he mastered using it, but he not, did not triggering master, it. Yeah, he cannot just say, "Well, I'm going to do Ultra Instinct now." It's more of a state of mind than it is uh, anything else. Right. Like so it's there when he really, really needs it. Well, yeah, it's there <laughs> when his well, body like, is pushed like it kicks to the in. Point you know, like can't do it. Like anything. it's like desperation. Yeah, you know. I get it. Yeah. Like, there was no way he was beating Jiren. His body knew it. His mind knew it. His whole being knew that he wasn't beating Jiren. Well, they, they focused, so they focused in so many episodes that if you're thinking about hitting someone in Ultra Instinct, you're never going to hit them with, with adequate force. If you're thinking about dodging someone... You're never gonna be able to dodge. You're never fast enough. Dodge. So, so, so the way that it makes sense in my head that when when Goku got pushed to that limit, his mind gave up, and when his mind gave up, his body did the rest. Well, for me, that's the, the only way it makes sense to me. For me, the I first like that time analogy, he used though. it, yeah, was the first time he used it. He got hit with his spirit with bomb. his own fucking spirit bomb, and his body was done. Yep, donezo. And it just from there on, it was just. All right, well, we're gonna take over, like because the midichlorians. As far as <laughs> they haven't said it, but Goku is a, a prodigy. Yes, that's what he is. He's a fighting prodigy, oh. and when his body just has nothing left, it just kicks in. I'm trying to go through it, man. I'm use trying to get through the, the, use the power of the force. God damn, I'm broken. <laughs> but I would like it. If, I'd like if you, I just stayed at a point where it's like he can't tap it. The only way that it ever gets tapped is in just pure, desperate... If Jiren shows back up. Dude, Jiren's one of the coolest characters I've ever had. Jiren's cool. Ball. I don't like his design, his design's but I really terrible. dug the character. Yeah. I, I loved him. I would have really liked Topo, but I also don't like the design. I don't like... I don't like... Like, I dug the fucking Ginyu Force, okay? You don't like their uniforms, do you? I don't like their uniforms. I don't like their character model. They're fucking... <laughs> like, Jiren's whole squad is just fucking amped up Ginyu Force. Who did I say was like Raccoon? We were talking. It was... It was. Uh, uh, I, I mentioned somebody reminded me of Raccoon. Cameron. Cameron reminded you of oh, Raccoon. Oh, yeah. Cameron is Raccoon. <laughs> My... Big I, dumb idiot. <laughs> one thing I wish they would have done with Jaren, I thought was actually a kind of a, it was a cool fan theory I heard, and I think you and I have talked about this, Tyler, is you know how like in the Tournament of Power he just sat there and meditated for like the longest time, mm-hmm. and there were so many theories on why he did that, and some people were actually uh, theorizing that all he was was actually just this empty vessel that the God of Destruction for Universe Eleven like implemented his like. Spirit and basically him. channeled power into yeah, Jiren. and he just—it was basically they were fighting the God of Destruction from Universe Eleven. That's why he was so strong. 
Yep. I really dug that fan theory. Yeah, I, I thought that would have been a really cool fan theory. It's but... like Goku fucking chalking up a spirit ball or spirit bomb. <laughs> spirit bomb. <laughs> spirit bomb, except with with the body instead of a fucking energy ball. But uh, destructo disc. I think I think with Super Saiyan Four or Super Saiyan God, Primal, whatever you whatever want to call it, get. whatever we're gonna call, I want the black hair back. I'm down for black hair. Um, I'm cool with the new design. I'm cool with the uh, you know we can just keep going around the rainbow of the colors if we want to. Uh, uh, I don't care. I mean, I thought Rose was kind of funky, but cool. Let's I, I was gonna ask it. that: Is somebody else gonna achieve Rose other than Goku oh. Black? Well, see, and that may have been actually uh, unique to Goku Black due to the Zamasu and everything. And, you know, like it was almost like he was utilizing his key and learning how to use Goku's body and do a transformation. Yeah. It, it, it was it, it was a little bit different in concept, but uh, I'm super like stoked for this movie because I I don't really have a lot of things that I didn't like about it, yeah. and I felt like that. Uh, just, just to reiterate, I felt like from beginning to end, it kind of had a f- good flowing arc. It set up things. It it actually gave Broly a character, which I'm actually okay with. And this the sheer success of this movie ensures that we get a lot more Dragon Ball in general. What was it on the opening night? It was the number it was one se- movie in America. It was, se- it, it was seven night. million dollars opening night. It was the biggest. It was the top number one movie in America until that weekend. Until other movies came out. Until Glass came out. Yeah. But. In a week, it had made about $80 million. And this is for an anime movie, Dragon Ball, which is 20 years since it was at its height. Like, and at two th- for only having one showing a night. If it was even showing on that day. Yeah. Yeah. And, so And select cities. Yeah, not exactly. Every, not every city um, put it in their box office. It's got tremendous exactly. limitations put on it, yet it is still kicking ass. Yep. As a Dragon Ball fan, I've never been more excited because, like, this is what I wanted back in 2000. It's it, for it to be this big and this hyped and everybody. What I loved about when, you know, when Blaine, I, and Mike, and even Kozad went on that opening night and Matt, unfortunately, you were unable to go because it was sold out. That's some bullshit. <laughs> uh, wh- wh- I was at class. <laughs> like, everybody was there to see this movie, and... It, it, it was a genuine reaction. People laughed at the funny moments. People got excited. People started turning to their friends. It was like, oh, and got excited. It, it was almost like we went and saw Star Wars, mm-hmm. you know, on opening night. Oh, it was yeah. that a level of excitement. There were there were people yeah. from all sorts of ages, kids, adults. Even we saw an old dude with rainbow hair and with a with a bald spot wearing <laughs> a Arizona like Arizona T t shirt. Playing a Nintendo Switch while having a game design a textbook. Yes. I, mean, I know that's a lot to take in, <laughs> but he was there. He was. We, we had that diverse of a cast, too, the following week. Like, and yeah. that's awesome. I'm so excited that yeah. so many people went to see this movie. I know that some people went straight to the box office to buy tickets for the next day. I know Kozad went the next day because they uh, we only got – this little uh, like little poster, little like yep. postcard thing. I grabbed like five they, of them. <laughs> they actually got playing cards for some sort of card game, and they got like a Gogeta card, right? Well, when we went and saw the original Broly film back in September when they aired it in the theater, we got the Broly card of the original Broly. Cool. And Kozad's kid, that's his favorite character, is Broly. So I gave it to Kozad to give to his kid. 
and because uh, his kid was so excited. That was like me as a kid. I, I'm seeing myself like right. And and I, and I, and I know Cosette sees himself. Cosette sent me a video of of him of his kid getting it, and he's looking. He, it's on. It's sitting on his couch, and he's just like, "How did you get this?" And Cosette said, "Like I said, I know people who know people who kill people." Yeah. And like. He he was just so stoked for me to give that to him, and then he he wanted me to see how, how stoked he was, and I'm like I'm just so excited that I can make that kid's day, and <laughs> I know this movie it made my day, it made a lot of people's day. Matt, I wish you liked it better. Tyler, I wish you liked it better. No, but the I, fact no, no, no. is, even though I'm maintaining my stance as the neutral party, I still loved it. I still think it's on par with Battle of the Gods and Resurrection F. Yeah. For me as a fanboy I'm not going to shit on it because I, I because if I shit on it and everyone shits on it for the little stuff that that we as fans can nitpick about it we're just going to stop getting it yeah. Toriyama was to the point where he did not want to do this anymore he was done with this story and if we sow the seeds of doubt in the franchise any more than it already was he's just going to give up because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do it anymore. No, no. We are going to get, they've already said they're doing more episodes of Super. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manga has continued on. I, I, I haven't been reading it, but I've kind of been up to date a little bit. I know they went, I know they've, it's taken them back to new Namek. There's a new villain and, uh, you know, there's things with Dragon Balls going on. So uh, I'm excited to see more. I'm excited to see where the anime takes it. Do they follow that arc? Do they pick up right after the Broly thing? Uh, with the two kind of going in two different directions, it's awesome because you know, just like the anything else uh, in, in in adaptation, whether it's The Walking Dead or 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 anything else, you have two different versions to read and or watch, and that's nothing but good things. We got we got, we got video games galore. We got a brand new action RPG coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for Dragon Ball, I'm. I'm just super hyped for more Dragon Ball. I cannot wait for this movie to come out on Blu-ray so my wife and kid can watch it. Yeah, uh, my kid he as I, he knows what Dragon Ball is just based on this. What he say? He said that's Dragon Ball. He doesn't understand it yet, but he knows what it is, and he will know more soon. Um, before I bring up like just maybe one or two more things about Broly, um, I want to hit. I want to touch on the um, comments here. So we got Derek Evan Relliford. I never know what you guys are talking about, but I like watching. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, Appreciate it. it. It's it's kind of a grab bag of stuff and things. You never know. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Um, but we like doing it that way because it keeps it fresh, and we can talk to anybody about anything yep. and bullshit our way through it and have a great time. Doing it's like it. that bin at Walmart where you go to like see all the movies. The and five dollar like, bin. Oh shit! Turner we, and Hooch is in this thing. We are we are the five dollar <laughs> bargain bin. <laughs> Of podcasts. <laughs> uh, we got Nate Phillips joining the fracas. Uh, Frigid Pod Daddy dropping by to bless this pod with these fine fellows. Shout out to Brando. May the Uberman strike back. He also said, who is that 10-year-old by Matt? A 10-year-old Patriots fan. L-O-L. It's anti-Tyler. Hello. Uh, Ariel like Tatum. I love the movie. Like the music sucked. Can we talk about the music? Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank God. I totally <laughs> forgot about that, but shit, it was terrible. Go, Broly, go, Broly, Broly. Broly! Kristen the entire time was looking at me like... Oh, my God. I loved it. 
it was so cringy. I felt, I felt like I like okay. So I felt like I was in the basement of a frat house with a bunch of people who all took ecstasy. It reminded me of Pokemon Stadium and snorted five lines of coke. It reminded me of Pokemon Stadium mini games. With a small monitor watching MXE. You remember the the mini game? You know the mini game. So you yeah, remember the know Japanese that. voice where they're just like, oh, yeah. yeah, like they're just announcing in the background. Like that's what was happening during the movie. It's yep. like, Fuchita! <laughs> Goku. <laughs> I dug it. I, do I you guys do you guys remember the Dragon Ball GT <laughs> rap opening? Yes. <laughs> yep. When it originally aired in a. <laughs> Here we go, Brando. I, I, you, We're doing. Do you it. have it? No, I don't. But no, I'm not, I know what you're talking about. Okay, I know where this because, is leading to. Because we need to play that if we can. Because, like, as much as this movie, as music was hokey, it reminded me of Power Rangers. Uh, it's still ten times better, by far, than the entire American soundtrack of GT. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I cannot watch it. I, when, when it was originally airing, I'm like, oh, cool, GT. We're finally getting GT. And then I saw the intro, and I'm just... Because we had the Bruce Falconer mix for the original run of Z, right. which a, lo- a lot of purists don't like, but I have a nostalgia for because I just... I have a hard time watching the Cell Saga and not hearing the Cell theme, the Vegeta bells. Just right. all, like, And then even the, uh, even the uh, Super Saiyan 3 Goku ascension theme that's like badass you know that's like one of the best like transformation musics period i know and it took the whole episode of him just screaming but it's awesome and passing out while screaming (laughs) uh, but that rap song stupid to the grand to a grand to a grand to yeah it was bad it was real bad yeah are we gonna divulge the uh the dragon ball talk we were gonna have Dragon Ball GT. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, before this podcast came about, uh, me and Blaine, we were trying to talk about when we're like, when we were going to talk about Broly, we're going to do it as a video or so, you know, tack it on to a Game Addicts episode. So I thought about, you know, it'd be cool uh, to do like a Dragon Ball podcast, but maybe not like all the time, just when it's relevant, you know, come up with some like a video, put it up as like a conversational piece. So then I'm like, well, what would you call a Dragon Ball podcast? I'm trying to think of names, you know, trying to brainstorm. Right. So I came up with Dragon Cast GT because Dragon Cast sounds cool, but everybody's going to have that. Nobody wants to name their podcast after GT. Right. Right. So that, so you know you got it. So then I'm like, well, what does GT stand for? It originally stands for Grand Tour. I'm like, Dragon Ball, good talk, or Dragon Cast, good talk. Yep, count me in, sign me up. <laughs> good talk. Son. I've already I've already good subscribed. Talk. I'm downloading every episode. That, that, I, I had to take the. Uh, what it was originally great talk, right? Great talk. Well, because Grand Tour, great but talk. I, was trying I, to... I I said no, it should be good talk and go back like harken back to uh vacation mm-hmm. good talk son good talk <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been a good talk guys i'm gonna have to end up dipping out of here it's almost dinner time uh thank you guys so much for having me on here to talk about dragon anytime, ball i'll be Brando. back on any time to talk about dragon ball with you fellas it's been a great time i cannot wait for more dragon ball well thanks fella yeah thanks for coming well, I well, agree. gee willikers fellas it's time to get out of here and uh and uh and i think i need to go eat some bacon I love bacon. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll join you for the podcast at work tomorrow. 
At, well, of course, that's what we work is basically just a non-recorded podcast all day intermittently. Yes. <laughs> I miss you, Tyler. Thanks for Matt, stopping by. Good to see you I again. I miss you too. Blaine, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, see you, man. <laughs> like fuck off, Blaine. Later, guys. Later. Later. So, real quick, what would you guys? I kind of know what we're gonna be saying, but like, I like to give movies ratings, like letter grades. What would you give Broly? Just your letter grade. I'm pretty solid with a B plus A minus. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Okay. I'll give it a solid B minus. I think that's fair. That's average. For me, I'm going with a C. Just a middle road C. Eh, average. I get you. For me, if it, if you have a C as a movie, you're kind of below average. I'm very jaded though. We've established this. Right. I. What's hilarious? So. You you said this movie is trash, and I immediately texted Tyler, personally, and I said, this movie is the farthest thing from trash. Matt is just super jaded. And then what comes up next in the group chat? Immediately, I read <laughs> him in his voice saying, Matt is just super jaded. You immediately, and I opened my phone, and it said, I'm just super jaded. <laughs> like, immediately after I read it. You know me really well, Blaine. But I do. <laughs> I just. I'm so. I'm so picky with movies. And and I am too. I mean, I, I think we've established that as far as movies go, you and I are a lot pickier than Blaine is. Yeah. And I, I think that's fair. Um, you, you and I, I think. I, I think we have a bigger hard on for movies than Blaine does. It's funny, is uh, but I've I've noticed this too. Is we kind of tend to lean opposite directions of movies, whereas like certain movies that you think are bad I'll lean towards oh no I enjoyed them and vice versa so like Venom I watched over the weekend did you enjoy it? again it's to me it was a C minus to a D plus okay and I tried to watch it through the idea of like the 90s Spider-Man yep and I don't get me wrong I had a good time watching it I tried to watch it through that lens cap of like I'm watching it like the Power Rangers movie I did and but to me, I was like, this. some of the pacing was off. Right. So in particular... Which, it, which if you look at the industry the last five years, a lot of big movies have struggled with pacing. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a reoccurring theme in the yeah. industry right now. No, I agree with that. Um, like, So one of my biggest issues was at the beginning of the movie was, you know, Eddie does the interview with the Life Foundation and then, you know, he loses his job and then his girlfriend dumps him. But yeah... We're not indicated that there's any kind of trouble in paradise between him and his girlfriend. It's just like, Eddie, you're a jerk. I'm, I'm leaving you. I'm but out. Peace, we're I'm getting out. married. It's like, your relationship is that weak. You shouldn't have been getting married. Right. So that there was that. And then it just jumps to six months later. And I was like, wait. So for six months, this dude did nothing? I'm like, not a, <laughs> I am not a big fan of time jumps. So in modern cinema. Yeah. Like, that it, was it's just like It's just like time travel in any fiction it's a cop-out yeah exactly it's a total cop-out and then uh you know the the main symbiote villain well, i i can't even tell you what his name was right that's what i thought but he's in the <clears throat> film for like 10 minutes i mean technically he was in the film for the entire movie but was he <laughs> not as the full-blown exactly. symbiote right. no but like so let me ask you this if if you had not heard me say look at it through the mindset of 90s Spider-Man, would you have liked it less? 
Honestly, I don't think it would have affected me. Really? Because I, I Cause really... Because if I wouldn't have looked at it through that, that kind of lens, I would have hated it. I really tried to go into it with the idea of... It's going to be like... the It's just going to be a fun ride mm-hmm. like the Power Rangers movie was. Power Rangers movie, we've talked about this. Right. Not good. No. It's trash. I, I wouldn't call it trash. It's trash a lot, but... It's not a <laughs> yeah, great you do. film. It's a good. It's a good descriptor. <laughs> yeah, but like it's a, it was a fun movie, but it's not going to win no Oscar for right. screenplays or nothing. And to me, that's what Venom was. Here's what I think would have helped me with Venom. I hate short movies. It was an hour and a half. Yep. If you I, give me, I'm a big fan of. If I'm spending forty dollars to go to the movies, I want a three-hour-long movie. Like, if you give me even just fifteen more minutes and use that fifteen more minutes to give me some of the things I talked about, of like, hey, was there a little trouble in paradise between this couple? Right. And who the fuck was Riot? Because all of a sudden, this he just took over the guy at the Life Foundation, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, this is the bad dude. Mm-hmm. Like. If they've kind of been just, alluding to that throughout the movie, though, with the, did, the transitions between people. You don't know who he is. No, you don't. But it's <laughs> there. You know something well, is coming. You, you know. You, you know, know who something he is, once is. Venom says, "Riot is my commander." Yeah, but you. But so, you see this thing looming in the background. That's one line in a, in the film. Right. Like, give me some character building of that villain. You know, I, I agree with that. But at the same time, like, we still had Riot coming. We knew something was coming. Mm-hmm. This thing is clearly malevolent. This is happening. And right. then it finally it finally gets to uh, Life Foundation dude. Can't remember his name. Riz Don't really, Ahmed's the actor. Didn't really care. Didn't really care who that's, he was. That's the point, though. But You don't know who the guy is. You know he's really rich. You know he's pretty fucking smart. But... Like, you don't I really think, give a shit about him. Like I think it would have been kind a, of an asshole. Don't I really give a shit think about it would have been him. better. It's an origin story. Him, yeah. I mean, we ha- we you you have to you have to acknowledge it's an origin story, so you have to be cognitive of the fact that whatever villain you're going to have in the origin story is going to be a throwaway villain. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, but you still need to know his name by the final fight. Yeah. But what about Green Goblin and and uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man? Everybody knew who he was. Yeah. Very true. Because it's it not was a throwaway from, villain. You know, he was from the beginning. Well, that's, I mean... But is he Spider-Man's main villain, the Green Goblin? No. Pretty close. He's up there. Doc Ock. Doc Ock Spider-Man's and, main Doc Ock and Green Goblin. I would also say Venom is Spider-Man's was, main villain, but... I would agree with that, but when you main think rival. of, like, who's, yeah. who's the main... Nemesis. Like, you know who... A good comparison for me, Ra's al Ghul in fucking Batman Begins. Yeah, <laughs> throwaway. Absolutely. What a fucking throwaway! It kind of pissed me off that it was Liam Neeson, and yeah. he, and a, in a throwaway role. Liam Neeson is kind of like uh, fucking uh, Sean Bean to me. They're both. <laughs> they're both. I mean, yeah. You know they're gonna die in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. But so, my <laughs> God, right? <sighs> Man, the Metaclorians did it. Uh, Goku took the Metaclorians. That, that was good fucking improv for me, dude. That because on it the just spot, flowed. Yeah. What were you even? What were we talking about? UI Goku. Oh, Ultra yeah. yeah. His body, yeah. His, body his body and mind were both you comparing <laughs> the you comparing fucking Metaclorians to Ultra Instinct? Solid. Absolutely solid. I love how we're reviewing our own show within the same episode. <laughs> so, so back to Broly. 
Yeah. Because we don't want to make this a three-hour-long podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. I, in good conscience, could not give it less than a B-. minus. Yeah. Because of Bio Broly. <laughs> but, but, but just hear me out. As a Dragon Ball fan, as a Dragon Ball Z fan, of a, as a fan of the characters of the manga, the anime... The fucking merch, the video games, the fucking Funko Pops. Like, I am a fan, okay? There are very few things that that rival my love for Star Wars. Marvel doesn't do it. DC doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball fucking does it. Well, we're, we're on the subject of Funko Pops. You got a gizmo. I got Funko a gizmo Pop. from fucking Gremlins. Dig thanks it. to my wife. Dig it, man. Love, I, I love saw Gremlins. This, I saw this at LoffyCon before Christmas, which, Can by I the way... Can I put you in a microwave? No. Damn it. Lafayette before Christmas, there was a bunch of gremlin shit there. I'm gonna just going to say that right now. A bunch of gremlin shit. I saw I mean, this. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Very true. One of my, It's one of my favorite movies so growing dark. up. <laughs> so I saw this this uh, pop vinyl, and I'm like, Miranda, look. I kept showing people. I was like, dude, there's a fucking gizmo fucking pop vinyl. And I, don't know, I went to show Nate, Hi Daddy Nate, and it was gone. Oh, yeah, I have 12. It, I, it was gone, and... He's like, is this thing even real? I'm like, I don't I was like, I don't know. Somebody apparently bought it. Turns out my wife bought it and gave it to me for Christmas. Shout out Miranda the Phantom Tyner. So as much as much as much as Bio Broly was an awful movie. I haven't even seen it. Oh, it's awful. It's bad. I don't he always told me not to see it. it is, he had it. It is real fucking Didn't bad. you have like the Broly three pack DVD? Mm-hmm. I've yeah. got the whole like the <laughs> The original Dragon Ball movies, like the the double pack movie yeah. one through four, movie so, five through eight. I was whatever. working on those. I Didn't started them individually. No, uh, I just bought the packs because they were on sale at Walmart one day for like nine bucks. Aside from watching the original Dragon Ball series, just like maybe three or four episodes, at like age five on Sci-Fi in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, my first real uh, introduction to Dragon Ball was Matt. Watching a little bit of the Cell Saga, a little bit, and then the movies. We watched uh, Cooler's Revenge. We watched Broly. We watched uh, Broly's Second Coming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, never watched Bio Broly. He straight up said, I'm not I, watching this. I didn't let him watch it. He, no, like, you, you straight up were like, we're not going to watch this together. And I'm like, but it's the third movie, and, and I've already watched the first two. He's like, no, we're not going to watch it. You don't need a third one. <laughs> and I was like, I, I kind of put the second Cooler movie on there too on on par with bio the Broly. big getty star yeah. yeah the fucking big getty star the fight scenes though the fight scene between cool. Go- with goku and vegeta fighting all the metal coolers was pretty cool yeah My- when fucking metal coolers got goku by the neck yeah and fucking uh vegeta comes in and kicks him in the head like mm-hmm. that's good stuff i uh I think I fell asleep when we watched that one. But in, yeah, that but in good conscience, because of Bio Broly, I cannot give this movie any lower of a score than I did. See, for me, this is a middle-of-the-road Dragon Ball movie. My favorite Dragon Ball movie of all time is probably going to be... You said Wrath of the Dragon earlier. Wrath of the, Wrath of the Dragon or Fusion Reborn. Fusion Reborn was good. Fucking Janemba is such a good that, villain. That's, that's why. Because the Janemba... God. It's not because of Gogeta. Gogeta was cool in that one because, like I said, he wasn't a cocky, arrogant jerk. He right. just was like, I'm this big old badass. I'm going right. to kill you. But Janimba was so awesome. Yep. Even the fat one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Even the little fat goofball Janemba. Yeah. Just beat the piss well, out of Janemba, Goku. Janemba was so similar to Boo. Mm-hmm. But just but mm-hmm. when but when he when he became final form King Janemba, Janemba King Janemba, he was so much more visceral. Yeah. Like he is there to fuck you to death. <laughs> <laughs> like like okay, Kid Boo was menacing. Cell perfect cell was menacing because of how calculating and intelligent he was. Frieza was menacing because of how child like teenage tantrum e he was he was so powerful and he just threw tantrums all the time and kid boo was pure chaos kid boo was chaos yeah. but so, janemba was so fucking evil well he was the epitome of yeah evil. that's literally what his character was the it devil was just hell yeah. had literally sprained a leak and all the evil had spilled out into this one beam Yep. Yeah. That's what his character was. But anyway, um, so Fusion Reborn's good. And then, like, probably Lord Slug. and The Tree like, of Might. The Tree of Might. Fucking the world's strongest. The it's Dead just... Zone. A lot of people forget about the yeah, Dead Zone. Yeah, the Dead Zone's good. By Ooh. the way, hey, Garlic Jr. is immortal. What? Can we just say that? Why has he not been coming back as a villain bef- like yet? This motherfucker shouldn't know how to get out of the Dead Zone by now. Or and at you least know how be much, strong enough to get out of the Dead Zone. You know how much stronger zone. he... Like, that would be such a cool... Villain now. Let me ask this question. What's your favorite DBZ A movie? DBZ. Dragon Ball Z bridged uh, abridged. Oh, Broly. <laughs> Broly. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Broly I don't know. I, I love I love how they keep bringing back the Christmas theme. Like it, it, it just seems like they, they at this after a certain point they they started only doing uh the movie uh, the abridged movies on Christmas, so they stuck with the theme. And it's always just like, if if the movie didn't revolve around Christmas itself, they were like, "All right, let's find some way to involve Christmas." And it always involved with like, "Uh, this that villain's trying to destroy Christmas. Go get him, Goku!" And he's and Goku would just get pissed because he loves Christmas. I love it. Well, see, my I just like Broly for the simple fact of Broly's my favorite. So cool. Broly's my <laughs> That's favorite. That's literally one. why I love that one so much. Um, um but Battle of the Gods. Is uh, is a great I yes. think Dragon Ball movie. Um, Resurrection it. of F, I put just under Battle of the Gods. If if Vegeta would have killed Frieza, you would put it at the if top. If Vegeta would have been the one that actually got to kill Frieza, yeah. it would have been better for me. Yep, absolutely. But I feel like that story just never got sealed for me. It never will. When I I think I think not to interrupt you, Blaine, but I think that Resurrection F has essentially set the tone especially with Broly um, in this movie Vegeta chastising Goku so much about keeping Frieza alive I think that when Toriyama finally decides to kill off Frieza that Vegeta is going to be the one to do it well it's going to have to come because Frieza literally at the end of this movie says I'll be back for this planet Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to to me that you don't let Vegeta land the killing blow at this point yeah Goku's killed him twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let Vegeta have the third time. The last time. <laughs> Just give it to him. Well, Goku killed him once. Trunks killed him the second time. Goku killed him on Planet Namek, and then Goku killed him in the Resurrection of F. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. So and then twice. Trunks killed him. Yeah. And then Trunks killed him technically the second time. Yeah, Trunks killed him the second time, because he cut him in half with a sword. Cut him in, in a like lot eight of pieces. pieces. Right. <laughs> 
uh, that was part of that was a plot piece in in Resurrection F. Yeah. Um, so I going into Broly, you guys both know I've not watched all of Dragon Ball Z. Or I, Dragon Ball. Or Dragon Ball. Like I said, five episodes, four or five episodes total. You need to go back and watch that. I don't really want it's to. It's slow, but it's good. But, and in and, and Dragon Ball it's Super. It's more Dragon Ball Super than Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. So, like, given I haven't watched all of it, I've mostly just Perfect watched scripter, DBZ Abridged and the movies. And so go, Broly, I, Broly is, like, a really cool introductory for me in terms of the whole series because it's the first thing that's came out while I've been a fan of it like absolutely and I'm excited to see where things go I'm very excited especially since like they've they've updated the whole Broly story and character and it 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 works way better it does like I said though I wish they just wouldn't have made them Broly was such a tragic character in this. I, I wish he would have just said, fuck this, I'm evil. I don't like that. Well, here's the thing. It gives more depth to Here's him. the thing, though. There's nothing stopping Broly from snapping. No, absolutely. So yeah, imagine, you're right. imagine his now family being killed. What's Broly going to fucking do? He's going to go, he's going to snap, and he's going to go on a fucking rampage. I, I understand it's much that. like it's much like the, you know, what I thought was the the plot for the Hulk in Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, the only Black thing Widow, that's going to yeah. bring the Hulk back is Black Widow dying. Yep. The only thing that's going to make Broly truly evil is him losing that family that he has now gained. In my mind. Yes. But the thing is, I wish it was. I just wanted to see that pure hatred that he had for Goku in the first movie, but for Vegeta in this one. But which is instilled to him by his father, which was there. Yeah. I mean, you saw him standing beside Frieza and Paragus, just like, just uh, like a fucking. Foaming at the mouth. Foaming like at the mouth. Dog. Ready to fucking l- launch himself at him. But and then he did. <laughs> again, towards the end, though, it's just like, we'll be cool now. I know it was with Goku, but Goku's friends with Vegeta. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I would rather him just kind of be more on that. Instead of, like, this kind of cool... Instead of Vegeta, just give me this character that is fucking evil. And he got wished away onto another planet. You can make him still have, even though I hated it too, that love story where he's still attached to these two people. But he's evil. You can still have that. You could. And, but what? he's right now, he's just stuck on the planet. He what if the off. next arc is... We all, can. They all about ship. Broly. They can leave if they want. What if they hide the ship and say, we don't know where, like, it it blew up when we were here. Right. What if the next arc is just straight Broly? Oh, just Broly? Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Like, I'd be okay with super focusing on Broly. I I would have to see where it goes. It, yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. It would be difficult. You would have to have some really Or have good some episodes... Plot. Episodes every so often where it's just like showing what what what's Broly up to. So what kind of wacky zany adventures is Broly good? So into? one thing that I want to point <laughs> out, and 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 I don't want to ramble, but in Broly's berserk form, the beginning was all rage. Yeah. The end of his berserk form was all sadness and emotion to me. I I have some comments. Because I feel like his whole, that whole, I mean, just that whole act of the film 
you saw him go from a foaming dog or a dog foaming at the mouth to someone who has limitless power that's just broken and has nothing left. So I have nothing left but to keep going. Yep. Um, do you guys think that he reached his limit? No. No. I think he did. I don't. Because after once once uh, Gogeta entered, I mean, yeah, Gogeta was still working, but he was keeping him at bay. But and he, he did, and he and at no point did Broly challenge him at that point. But uh, Zenkai boost, my man. I I, I don't know about Broly that. Broly is now stronger because of that fight with Gogeta. Is so that what, is that what that is? Mm-hmm. Zenkai That's boost. A saying. Anytime they are in a near-death experience, will come back stronger because of that near-death experience. Okay, that that's makes. Okay. I knew about that, but I didn't know what the the that, termage that's was. The yeah, term. that's Zenkai. Boost. Okay, okay. So essentially, Vegeta hints at it early on in the film that he's learning as he's going. Mm-hmm. And there because, are several times where he is beaten into a corner, and then it's like instantly yep, it's like flipping a switch. But, but it's it's it seems to be much faster than the others. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he is such a prodigy in the way that Goku is because of his limitless, untapped potential. I see what you did there. I don't think it was on purpose. You said prodigy. No, I said prodigy. It sounded like you said prodigy, which is like a, a, a tragedy and a prodigy. Yeah. Which make, like I said, it Maybe was that a, is what I said because that's what I meant to say. Well, there you go. I think that's what we're going to go with. But... Uh, <laughs> Like, at this point now, he learned so fast and so well, there's no reason that if he does make the switch to being evil... Did you guys notice, so... That he can't challenge Gogeta. Did you guys notice that Goku going god form, god one, red god, putting that little uh, stopper, like, I'm gonna stun you shit? I hated that. I hated it too. It's whatever. I don't. I, it didn't bug me. Whatever. It, it gave him some time to you know sit there and talk to him. You know, a little character development within the side of the battle. Um, Broly did it to Goku. He learned that. Mm-hmm. That was so cool to me. That's so cool to me that he just like well, saw yeah, okay, it happen. So as much as I hated that technique, how it just came out of nowhere. It is in the manga though. Right, but I don't read the manga. I don't either, but I, I, a, I know I'm it's a in the manga. I'm a filthy American, and I watch the anime. It's in the manga, <laughs> but like. I don't know how I mean, it is in the manga. I understand, I understand this of like not not everything translates to anime, but where the fuck was it in the tournament of power then? Why the hell didn't he put Jared well, in that? The, the thing is, he didn't he didn't need to because he wanted to challenge. What do you Jiren. mean he didn't need to do it to Jared? I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> he didn't want to. He didn't want to use it. Okay, from what I know, this is the limited of what I know. Which he is very limited. Very limited. He didn't want to use it on Jaren because he wanted to challenge Jaren. He didn't want to keep him at bay. Listen, he wanted to challenge him in the first fight. After he got his ass whooped, he didn't want to challenge him again. He didn't want to okay. fight him anymore. Okay. It was, it was literally... I don't know that. It was literally <laughs> them going, how are we going to get him out? The rest of the tournament of yeah. power. How are we going to ooskerdo him? How are we going to bamboozle this feller to where he falls off the map? Yeah. Yeah. Even hit... Tried to seal him up in time. God, that, like what, that fucking that, you you have to admit that hit Jiren fight scene. Oh, that was, was so, so cool. fucking badass. That was so cool. I can't wait. Like to watch I this. am hard right now. 
But anyway, like, I like what you were talking about, how by the end of the fight, it was sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And to me, that's a good comparison to... I compare it to the Hulk. Sadness is a more powerful emotion than... And him. we've had this conversation before. About so, Grey Hulk? About, about Hulk and Grey Hulk. To where... I pointed out the whole the human body can only get so angry before it becomes apathetic mm-hmm. or they just become yep. listless. Just numb. And so, and I brought it up because of a screw attack video where they did Doomsday versus a Hulk. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, that's kind of what Broly is. He was this character that was so just enraged that just p- kept getting more and more powerful. Mm-hmm. And then he finally met this hero who. Gogeta was at, at that point so much more powerful than him that it didn't matter if he got stronger in those increments because it wasn't going to matter. Like mm-hmm. in the fight, yeah. Gogeta's his anger wasn't going to win in the, the fight. The multiplier for a fusion is unreal. I mean, like, look at what Vegeta did to merge the monster. Like. Right. Had Vegito not unfused because of the power thing, which I complained about, Vegito is going to kill Merge Zamasu, yep. period. But by that point, I think it was Broly. And, and I know it's like, oh, Broly had no control. In Broly's mind still, there is that switch that's, this isn't, there's no point anymore. And so that's what I kind of think happened. I don't think Broly was even close to a limit. Mm-mm. I think, so... Uh, one, heart, going back to the Team Four Star review, which I highly recommend, it's like an hour, fifteen minutes long. They they break down the entire movie, but uh, they they mention that there. Okay, so that what what is uh the tension in this movie? The tension isn't oh is Goku gonna beat this? The tension uh, and and you're because we we that this is how it is. Once you said plot armor. A lot. Goku has like plot armor up the ass. Oh yeah. The the question isn't oh in the end is Goku gonna beat this? Goku has more fucking plot armor than Superman. Absolutely. Yep. The, the question isn't is Goku gonna beat? So isn't is Goku gonna overcome this challenge? We all know he is. That's what Goku does. Mm-hmm. Goku is designed to break every limit put on him. However, the tension isn't that. The tension is, is Broly going to survive this? And they, they bring that, once Gogeta enters the field, and, and Broly starts, you know, seeing his limit at the time. We don't know what's in the future, but for this movie, he hit his limit. Is And then, and then the Chi-Lai and what's his fucking nuts that staring at her ass fucking... What what are they that we got to get the Dragon Balls because they're gonna fucking destroy Broly? That's the that's the that's the race to the to beat the clock to that's the race to beat uh, the death of Broly. We we want Broly to survive. You want Broly to succeed, and him succeeding isn't beating Goku. Him succeeding is surviving. It's a good good point. I I dig it. I get that. Yeah. I, I think do. I went a little more in depth than they did on the Team Four Star review. That's just because we're better than. Them. I had an aneurysm. And we and, know it. And and, and we went fucking Rain Man for a second, but you do that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it you really I blacked be like out. That. I blacked out. Honestly, I blacked out. I don't know what I said. <laughs> but uh, I but fucking Broly was good. 
What? <laughs> but as far as the movie was concerned, I mean, it had a lot of misses for me. Do you want another Broly film? I don't want another Broly film. Do I want another Broly film? We got I three fucking Broly movies before. Evil Broly. I think I would. Three Broly movies before. Evil, one-dimensional fucking Broly. I want another fucking Broly movie. I think I would like another Broly movie where he does snap and he goes evil. Give it to us. I could, I could go for that. I could go for a Broly movie where it's just straight-up fucking Broly. Like I was suggesting that Super follows Broly, what if we just got a fucking movie where it was just Broly? I think... I think or, what's like most you likely said. right now is we're getting the Bardock movie. I dig that too. They that fucking I feel that like Bardock with special the, was so good. I feel like with what they did to Bardock in this one, fans are kind of upset about it. Because again, it was a hunch. Just like I just got this weird feeling. Why? I need some context as to why you feel this way instead of a hunch. Yeah. So. And again, like the original Broly movie was very well re- or brought Bardock movie very well received. Oh yeah, and it's technically canon. So, although it wasn't like that in the Broly movie, you could kind of finagle it to make it resemble what it was. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're more likely before we get another Broly movie, we're getting a Bardock movie, and I would like I would dig that. Um, as far as like episodes I'm gonna continue watching them and complain about them the only thing I want two things I want Vegeta to be uber relevant and I want fucking Raditz to be relevant again <laughs> I want Gohan to be relevant I, 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 I want Gohan to be relevant I can give too. two fucks about Gohan I hate that character but the Dragon Ball Z built him up so much for three arcs and then he fucking disappeared. Absolutely. See, I, I really I'd really liked Mystic Gohan. I didn't. I think it'd be really like I think it'd be a really cool thing where I, I don't like it when someone has power that they've earned versus power that magic made them have. Not a fan. I don't want magic in Dragon Ball Z. I understand I that. Don't. I think it would be really cool, though, if like they brought him back to where he, all of a sudden he was like, I have to fight for what I have. And, like, because he trained under Piccolo for the longest time. He's technically still training under Piccolo. So, like, what if all of a sudden he adopted the mindset that Piccolo has of just go, 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 instead of, I'm a teacher. Third thing, I want Piccolo to be relevant again. That'd be tight. Piccolo is my second favorite character. I just don't know how you do it now, though. I don't know how you make these characters relevant because they're so far behind. I wouldn't say that Piccolo's that far behind. I don't know, man. Because... In compar- in comparison to the rest of the squad, Piccolo's not that far behind. That's true, but I mean, like... Krillin's not going to be relevant. It's... Master Roshi, Yamcha, Tien... I get, I get that, but is Piccolo going to be able to, like, really hold his own against someone like a Broly that comes in and... No, but he's never been able to do that. I mean, the only time that he could do that was against... uh, Cell Saga against 17. Well, 17, uh, Imperfect Cell, or, excuse me, uh, Cell, First Cell, cell, um, Frieza when he was second form Frieza. 
Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he he was gonna fucking kill Frieza. Yeah. So, I mean, I I think out of all the characters, minus the androids, because they're just gonna keep pumping the androids up no matter what. Seventeen eight seventeen and eighteen are both cool enough characters now. I'm okay with it. But but make Pic- Piccolo relevant again, especially yeah. if you're gonna make. Gohan relevant. Are we doing? Like Gohan. Are we doing predictions for next arc? Sure. Okay. I think we're gonna do some cross universe stuff. I mean, it's kind of evident in the uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes little series that they're doing. It's not canon, but they're definitely using it to hype shit up. Which they brought Super Saiyan Four Goku and Vegeta in. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, the, and then this last, the last episode I watched, they actually went to Universe uh, Six, I believe. Uh, something's going on there, and there's a their own version of the androids, apparently. So for me, I agree with the cross universe stuff. Um, what was Vegeta's brother's name? Oh, uh, uh, I, n- I can't think of it. I know what you're talking about. It's that. not Kaba. No, uh, that's the Universe Six. Yeah, it's um, Minty. Turbo. Tarbol. Yeah. Tarbol. Tarbol. Yep. Tarbols. Oh, it's there's an S. O L E S, I think. But um, I want to see him make a reappearance. They, because they, they talk about him in the movie. They do. They do. Don't so you have, don't you have a brother? Oh, he doesn't matter now. I'm not king. I'll never. I love that little that little scene because like Nappa was there. But whatever. You don't even get my... I wish we would have had more Nappa. Fuck Nappa. Give me more Raditz. Raditz is a cool Raditz. character. Like I said, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was hilarious. Raditz Nappa, is just an asshole. Yep. Vegeta's just like, I'll never be King Vegeta. <laughs> like that is... Never be King of anything anymore. I, uh, I love the comic relief in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like That's classic Toriyama. That's what he does. That's what Dragon Ball is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got especially both. original Dragon Ball. You lost that in Fuck. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z was a lot more drama. Let's fight. Drama, fight, and uh, kind of let's be intense. Whereas, like I said, Dragon Ball Super has kind of gone back to the original formula of Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. of just kind of a co- comic relief every once in a while. Like if this was a Dragon Ball Z movie, those Dragon Balls are not used to make Frieza five centimeters taller. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, that's not happening. Which like, was the perfect foil to Bulma's five years younger. Exactly. And both of them had their reasons for their their limit of, like, five centimeters versus five years. Like, it, that that was funny. That was some funny shit. It's, it's, a, it's a nice little tie-in, I think, to what their story was. Because it, it was also funny that, you know, Goku and Vegeta think the worst, obviously. Like, especially Vegeta. They're like, what is he going to get the Dragon Balls for? Obviously, he's going to make himself immortal. Nope, he just wants to make himself taller. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely love that. I, I love that Vegeta, or not Vegeta, Frieza is, he's not a threat. He's not a, the, the threat anymore. He is a threat. He's still a threat. He is a Golden threat. Golden form Frieza is still a threat under the right circumstances. He is a threat, but he is not the threat. Right. Therefore, like, at, like at the end, at the very end, like, uh, Frieza, he's getting ready to fucking blow up the ship with Chi-Li and, uh, dude. And I can't remember his name ever because who gives a fuck, to be honest. He's not relevant. Um, He's just that old guy that's been in the Frieza Force forever and And seen some shit, but never seen Frieza. No, he didn't. In that scene where it's like she's just looking out the the window and it's just just her ass bent over and he's in the background, 
at no point, I, I, I expected him to be like just glaring. No, he was just staring off and you know actually conversing with her. Let's just let's just level here. We were all staring at her ass. So, <laughs> so we got. Yep. Frieza is just not the, not the villain. He's more comic relief. He's not a. He's not the threat. He is a threat. Sure, he is. He's more like the mid tier. Like I'm gonna he, the the continuous like inconvenience to the heroes. You know. Well, and we don't know what's gonna happen with Frieza. Who's very to say, true. Who's to say we don't get a Frieza that's past golden form? Very true. Platinum form. Platinum. <laughs> but Fucking silver, ruby red. I, we don't know. At the very fucking end, when he's getting ready to shoot shoot down Chi Lai and what's his name. Gogeta's like, bruh, nah, and and at that and Frieza just knows he's just like, fine. <laughs> I'm, well, that, what's the what fucking I, point of being alive right now? That's but what fine. I talked about where Frieza looked at him and he said, "I'll be back for this planet." He's like, "I'll be back for this planet," and you're just like, "Who gives a fuck about like, who gives a fuck if you'll be back for this planet unless you find some form that multiplies your power?" But here's to the Gogeta thing: so levels. they basically set the precedent with Frieza. Now he trained for a very, very, very short amount of time. Four months. Four months. Okay. Stupid. Four months. <laughs> and attained the fucking golden. <laughs> attained form. the god level of power. Yep. Yeah, but he was arrogant and didn't perfect it. Okay, so what if... And they pointed that out to him, which which humbles him, and he's like, okay, well, next time I'm... Fu- next yes. time I'm, so I'm coming, I'm when he really fucking, coming yeah. for you. But he didn't do it. He never has done it. But he's not ready to do it. I love, I love what how... What he's gonna do is mature up a little bit. I love how at the end of the movie, when it's like, going, like, we've already passed the Broly stuff, and it's just Frieza, like, just massacring a planet committing genocide on screen like just like he's just committing genocide while he's like yeah we need to train Broly and use him and we maybe we can find a way to use him against them because clearly he's way more powerful than me which by the way he stood up to Broly for an hour while Gogeta was in the process of forming Bruce is a badass he is a badass <laughs> and and then you, you gotta have that nod to Whis who's just like oh Nope, you almost got Dude, me. For oh. one fucking time, I just want to see Weiss Fight. go. We've seen him do one physical act, and that was knock Beerus unconscious. I haven't even seen that. We are that's going. Battle we are, of the gods. We are is going. It? We are going to see Weiss go. My that's well. That's kind of going to what my think of the next arc is. For a long time, the rumored was after the tournament of power, it was going to lead into an arc called the Demon Arc. Oh, we've already met the Demon King. And that's Deborah from Majin Buu Saga. Mm-hmm. However, Whis is an angel. Opposite of angels are demons. Mm-hmm. So, one of the... Th- it's, it's kind of a fan theory, but it was pretty... pretty... what looked like supported ev- with evidence around the show that some of these angels weren't angels at all. They were... They had other plans in mind. Like, when their universe was getting destroyed... Some of them were pretty happy that it did. Um, well, you know, Satan was a, was an angel at one point. Lucifer. Well, that's what they were talking about. Like, after, in the Tournament of Power, when the first universe gets destroyed, Goku... The greatest story ever told. Goku's Bible. like, uh, oh shit, this is real. And he looks at the Grand Priest, who's the second strongest fighter in all the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And the Grand Priest looks at him like, do you want to try something? 
Like, the Grand Priest has, like, this evil-ass grin on his face. So I think it would be really cool if all of a sudden... What if Whis disappears and we find out that pretty much all of the angels have been killed? Gods of Destruction can't do anything. No. Nope. And the Omni they, they King doesn't... fucking touch them. The Omni King doesn't care. I believe uh, Toriyama put put it in ter- into perspective saying... I think it was either Super Saiyan God or Super Saiyan Blue. I can't remember which. Super Saiyan God or Blue Goku is a 6. Beerus is a 10. And then Whis is a 15. Yeah. And the Grand Priest would be at minimum a 20. Well, we'll go with that. So. Is, uh, who's who's Grand Priest again? He's the leader of all the angels. He's Whis's dad. Okay. Who's Zeno? Zeno's the Omni King. Okay. He's God. God, I, I knew that much, but... <laughs> yep. Zeno's the one that's just like, raise a finger, hey, I just destroyed six universes. For the record, where I'm at in Super, uh, Goku just started fighting Beerus in God form. Just watch the movie, it's better. <laughs> I already have. I have that. I watched that then, like then two years ago. don't watch the arc. Yeah, just skip I'm already arc. there. I'm it's already bad. through it. It's really bad. I'm already almost through it. Well, the next arc is Resurrection of F. Just and watch e- the movie. Yeah. I already have. Then don't. Then just then, skip it. Yeah, it's skip awful. The arc. They do terrible animations. Oh yeah, I'm aware, but I'm gonna keep watching it. Just skip it. I'm Seriously, gonna keep watching just to, just to have it. Just to have it. I'm gonna watch it. Whatever. You've been warned. <laughs> we tried. Yeah. It's like Bio Broly all over. Again. Fine. I'll just skip to the fight. I'll just skip to the part where Vegeta goes blue. Why don't you just watch it in the movie? I already did. Then why then, even watch it? Yeah, it's Because it might be fleshed out differently. It's not. I'm going to find out. All right, let's end this. Let's plug, end it. Plug. Plug, plug away. away. Tyler, Matt, thanks for always joining me, typically. <laughs> Thank you sometimes. for always letting me return. You better have a beard next week. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Him in his kitchen. I've got a, be- I've got a beard on my balls. <laughs> All right, so (laughs) as always, you can check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Just podcast. I think it's podcast fee on all of those things, I believe. Yeah. If you want to listen to us in audio form, well, first off, on those channels, YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, we're live every Tuesday around 5.30 or 6. I want to plug it out. I'm plugging it all. Then fucking hurry up. God! You need to script this out, man. I, <laughs> I have tried and tried to get him to let me just record the plugs. <laughs> so then at the end of the episode, we just play the plugs and we're already on our way home. That's a good idea. Why the fuck don't do you do it? That? You don't have a beard, so you don't have a say right now. I do. Why don't we do that? <laughs> <laughs> plug away, my man. Plug away. In audio form. You can check us out every Thursday, podcastfeepod.podbean.com or on iTunes, hopefully Spotify here soon. If you're not subscribed to us already and you're on the Journey Into Comics network listening to this right now, subscribe to us. It's going to be great. However, if you're not subscribed to Journey Into Comics, please subscribe to Journey Into Comics. You get all kinds of shows like Journey Into Comics, Journey Into Wrestling, Poor 360, Crucial Tunes, Adulting Ain't Easy, Kids for Sale, Gallif Radio, Brews with Dudes, Journey into Wrestling, Dungeons with Dudes, 
and the best of the week. I don't think I forgot any shows. You the always, voice of survival. You always you say, say that. Did you say uh, podcastrophe? We we we're on there. Okay. <laughs> we're on we're on the journey into comics network. Please check us out. And oh, man. as of to as of today or no as of yesterday we have an event planned. M- March twenty third, fun for funds at Either North End Pub. It is ten dollars to get in at three p.m. Saturday, March 23rd, you get live podcasting from Dungeons with Dudes, Journey into Comics, Podcastrophy, Brews with Dudes, until about 7.30. And at 7.30, live music starts. You get bands like my band, band number one, Weed Beat, no, no, not Weed Beat, Boner Jovi, Walk Among Us, and Yesterday's Chips. Every band that night features a host on a show on the network. Uh, there will be other things like a bake sale, uh, raffle, raffles for things. I don't know what things, but I, things. I will be playing a didgeridoo. I really <laughs> sincerely hope so. Um, and I'm also debuting for the first time ever my amateur yodeling act. I will be playing a didgeridoo. Thanks, <laughs> <Nice> child. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this, this, this event is to raise funds for the network so we can afford things like, I mean, we can already afford hosting, but you know, it helps out. Uh, it'll be there for, um, raising funds for merch. I can get my beard back. He can get his beard back. Uh, it's also mostly raising hype and awareness of the network and raising hype for the upcoming Lofficon the following month. It's going to be a good time. Please come out to North End Pub if you're in the Lafayette area or travel here if you really feel like it. It's 10 bucks to get in. You get live music, live podcasts, and you get to hang out with us. Us. I'm a co-host, and I just found out about this. What the hell? This is new. Okay. This is new. We've It's been planned. We've been – Nick, myself, and Nate, we've been, we've been planning this for a little bit. I also fucking contributed. You've been in the loop. I fucking contributed. You've been in the loop. Fuck off. I'm leaving. <laughs> but yeah, come check us out there. It's going to be fun. March 23rd, North End Pub. $10. This guy. <laughs> and if that is all, that is all. Please make every day a big dick day. Fuck off, Blaine. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Yeah.